Hello, happy Sunday. This is Seeds of Change, and I'm your host, Danielle St. John. Um, I apologize. I apologize for being out last week, but I had the dreaded COVID, finally. Um, I have suspicions that I had it in 2019, but of course, there were no tests for it back then. Um, and yeah, so I, my husband tested positive. Um, I have all the same symptoms as him and, um, it's not as bad as advertised, but, um, I think mom is with us. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. A little worried about my beautiful daughter and her, uh, awesome, incredible husband and my granddaughter, right? Didn't you say that, uh, your oldest daughter had the symptoms of COVID as well? Yes, my only daughter, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, she she does have all the COVID symptoms, and uh, but she seems to be to be beating it, too. She's a little lethargic, but she never lost the, um, the smell and taste like I did. So that was, that was an interesting one, um, probably the most unpleasant part of it. Um, oh, Lily wants a link. Right. Mm, I keep, I hate that I keep having to ask her for her email, but let me see if I can, maybe she is saved. Let's see, like Lily, uh, no, she's not saved. Okay, hecklebirds are at it. We hear them. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so I'm going to ask her for her email real quick. Hey! One second. Okay, hopefully that ruffled their fe- their feathers a little bit. I just tap on their cage, and, and she goes, oh, there it is. Okay, so I'm going to invite Lily. Uh, uh, uh. Let's see. Um, and how are the um, the chickens settling in to their new? They're doing coop? great. Um, I, they, the coop is extremely safe, which makes me very happy. Um, and they appear to feel safe in there because we got five eggs today. Woohoo! And five eggs yesterday. So finally, That's we're awesome. picking back up. Um, there's some stuff that needs to be fixed. Little stuff that. Um, so, just for uh, example, did you know that ch- that chickens bathe in the dust? Now, I think Danielle knew that, but most people might not know that, and so. Um, the coop, the way that it's set up right now, is there's a place for them to dust bathe. So we have to actually, and I've never had to do this before because we just figured it out, but the way that it's set up, there's no place for them to do that. Only the, uh, so I'm going to make, they sort of found a place to do it. So I'm going to just add soil to that place so they actually have to dust bathe. Anyway, so yeah, they're doing great. They're finally starting to lay eggs again. Um, I don't know if it's if, if it's okay with you if I talk a little bit about what happened last Monday, a week ago tomorrow. Um, sure. San Diego, California, was um, under a emergency. Um, what's it called, Danielle? When you when they uh, a natural disaster or a natural disaster? We had a, we got three inches of rain. It's they said in twelve hours, but I know it all happened in about four hours. 
at 6.45 a.m., my entire yard was flooded. We were out with the pumps and the, um, <laughs> the mud and the boots and it just absolutely nuts. It came down so fast that houses washed away, cars washed away down uh, Danielle's way. Um, <clears throat> my house, thank goodness, did not wash away, but it, it, was, it felt touch and go there for a little while. Um, it was so hard, so fast. What's it called, Danielle? When oh, they declared a state of emergency in San Diego County, we got so much rain, so hard, so fast. And um, it looks like possibly I might be able to to claim some disaster funds, so that would be helpful because they, there was some damage to uh, the yard and the infrastructure, the um, what we have in place for erosion control. Uh, retaining walls. So anyway, that's my news. Um, but it was pretty, pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah, it okay. really was. Um, and okay, so I have a pretty, you know, thank God, safe SUV. Um, the kids go to school two days a week. And um, so Monday and Monday just happened to be one of those days. So the emergency alarms uh, started going off on everybody's phone. And, but you, you know, usually when that happens, it's like, okay, yes, you know, you get the disaster notifications and stuff, but that's not usually for, for the coast, right? That's usually for more inland. So I'm like, all right, what, because Aiden might be like, well, maybe we should stay home because there's a disaster alert. I was like, just a little bit of rain. Don't worry. Um, so we get in the car. <laughs> yeah. And, and for the, for the very first time ever, um, I couldn't even make it to the kids school. It, it was, it was so, the water was so high. I was really afraid that my car was either going to stall, um, or water was going to get in my car. Um, there, there were cars floating away, um, you know, down the road. Every, there, there's, um, videos all over social media of, of these pretty intense high levels of, of rain accumulation. Um, and of course, what do the, you know, what do the, the libs in charge say every single time this happens? Global warming, climate change, all of this stuff. Well, climate change, global warming, right. Actually, what really happened is in 2023, um, big alerts went out to the city saying that our pumps are, you know, our sub pumps, basically, that, that have been there for a long time under the city. Um, were going to malfunction. They they needed to fail. be replaced. They were going yeah, to they fail. were going to fail. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, guess what happened? Like two or three of the major pumps in San Diego failed in this in this uh, from this storm. And it's really frustrating because it's like now you know the you know Todd Gloria hole is out there saying you know well this is it you know nobody can can deny climate change right now when he knows. For a fact that those pumps yeah. failed because of aging infrastructure, those you know they didn't those, those pumps were not put there because of global warming. They were put there because every once in a while this stuff happens. But of course, all he's saying is climate change. See, climate change is real. You're an idiot if you don't believe in climate change. Okay, well, that's not the whole story. No, and and the other part of the story, Danielle Therese, is. We are in an El Nino weather pattern, there and that go. has nothing to do with global warming. There have been El Nino weather, weather patterns. They started collecting weather data. It happens, you know, once every five or six years we get a La Nina. Every five or six years we get an El Nino, and we are in an El Nino year. 
And so, so for them to dash out and say, look, global warming, no. They do that. And if it gets cold, they say it's global warming. If, they, if it gets hot, if it rains, if, it, if there's fires, it, it, that doesn't make any sense. And anybody that believes that crap are lames. They're lost. They're, yes. they're, they're foolish. Oh, Lily, Lily uh, with us. Let her in. Hello, my love. How are you? Lily. Hello. Hi. 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 Good. I'm good. How are you? Not bad. Just getting we're over dry COVID. now. Yes. <laughs> and, Ugh, and we're just no getting fun. over very difficult rainstorm, and and you're just getting over the great freeze, huh? Yeah, the great the, freeze the and the weird fog that made me super sick. I don't even, Ty sent a thing about how it was some kind of gas, so that's fun. Oh, that's, that's not fun at all. Let me ask you a question. What was the lowest temperature that you your uh, location hit? Lily? Where'd she go? I don't know. Hmm. <sighs> And it uh, happens we have to Lily sometimes. I know, I know. Can you hear um, me now? I, there you are. Yeah. Now we can hear you. I'm sorry, you this are. thing is so stupid. Um, with the wind chill, because we we're having really strong winds, we got a few days below thirty. Gee. Oh. Uh, like negative like 30 or below. It wasn't bad. I just stayed inside, and we had Harry Potter marathons and hung out, <laughs> so it was okay. not too bad. Okay. I just want to make sure that I'm clear. And by the way, Danielle, uh, Katie said she's on the line as well. Oh, okay. I just want to be clear. Yeah, Lily, it wasn't 30 below. It was below 30 degrees, right? It was um, 30 degrees below zero with the wind chill. Oh. Without the wind chill, we were just like a little bit below zero, but then the wind chill, yeah, we're having like 50 mile an hour winds for a few days. Holy Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I know it got very, very, very cold. Uh, Crazy cold. We were snowed in for two weeks because they did not plow the roads. So that was really fun. I'm sure that was global warming too. Oh my Yes, that was that was global warming too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Supposedly, <laughs> I don't believe in any of that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, we were just either. talking before you got on that we had massive flooding here, um, to the point where I, I we couldn't even make it to school on Monday because um, the the rain the the puddles it was flooded. All of our streets were our major streets around here were flooded. We got the most flooding in San Diego with about four and a half inches. In just a couple hours. Um, That's and so, insane. Yeah, it, it was a lot. Um, but our sub pumps failed also. Kate is with us now. Hello, darling. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Are you feeling a little Katie. better? I Hi. am feeling a little, little better. Um, the only thing that I've got going on right now, you can probably tell I, I still sound a little congested. And I can't mm-hmm. really hear very well out of my left ear my sense of mm. smell and taste are slowly coming back um but you know what gosh darn it i was i was about 
two masks and about six boosters away from the cure. I should have gotten those. Oh. And, you know, I'm <laughs> myself now. Oh. You were so close. Are you sure? <laughs> if only you think you yeah. maybe just signs. one mask away or, or one I don't know. I don't know. The lady at the grocery away? store is uh, wearing, still wearing two, and she seems okay. So uh, I don't know. Well, I ordered you one of those Anthony Fauci votive candles that you could pray to. I was hoping you'd get it by now. Darn it. That <laughs> always could. works. I know. That works every time. St. Fauci. St. <laughs> oh, Fauci, yeah. Uh, Tony, okay, so did, you, did you guys... Did you guys know that the CDC has updated its vaccine schedules? Just counting the routine vaccines for children, 90 doses of 17 different vaccines for pregnant women, four doses of four different vaccines, and for adults, 130 doses by age 79 of four different vaccines. What? In 1983, just for for reference, there were 10, 10 vaccines yeah. in, mm-hmm. oops, sorry, in 2013, there were 32 vaccines in 2018, there were 74 vaccines. And, and they also are drawing the connection between uh, autism rates in 1983 was one in 10,000. Uh, in 2013, it's one in 88, 2018, one in 36 children. Oh, I just thought that's that was an interesting, awful, heartbreaking factoid. Just throwing Have it out Have you heard there. about how they had a vaccine for oh, hepatitis and yeah. nobody wanted it? So they started giving it to right. babies and it was supposed to be for like sex oh, workers. Lord. <laughs> oh, Good Lord. Yeah, they just had a bunch of vaccines, so they unloaded it onto the babies. Like, we should be investigating what are all these vaccines that kids are supposed to get? Are they even things that they're in danger of getting? Because the COVID vaccine, kids were the least effective population. Mm-hmm. They did not need. I mean, if, if they didn't need the, the vaccine, world, if the vaccine actually worked, which that's you know, we're probably in agreement that it doesn't kids were the no. least, you know, the population that needed it the least. But of right. course, not having symptoms can be a symptom. They God, can be that spreading, even though they don't have it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, uh, and, and, and they so forced these children to take something that they didn't need for a virus that they probably were not going to get, or if they did get it, it they, they didn't have any symptoms. Uh, right. It's just, exactly. it's just nuts. <sighs> yeah. Well, the Katie, was that the hepatitis B vaccine that you were talking about? B. Um, that's, that's, it, that's it. No. That sounds right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard about that's it. That's awful. They fear monger you when you have, first have a baby that you have to have it because it's so contagious and will kill them. I remember that. The hepatitis right. B vaccine? Mm-hmm. Yes. They want to give it to them, like, immediately after they're born, like, while they're still in, like, the labor and delivery room with you. Wow. That's awful. Horrible. 
so yeah, scary. I'm sure that for my kids got it, you know, I, and, and that's, you know, and there's this level of coercion <laughs> too that they've got going on in the hospital where you're, you're certainly not really able to make medical, very many medical decisions or life decisions. And they're having you sign everything. Well, you know, a lot of moms are have, right after major abdominal surgery, they're hopped up on all kinds of painkillers and they, they force you into making these, these possibly life altering, you know, decisions for you and your, your children. It's really, really messed up. Yeah, you have to go in knowing what you want beforehand or else you're kind of just going to be steered in whatever direction they want to want you to go. Yes, because your hormones are raging. You're, it, 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 and like Danielle said, some, uh, some women come out after a section, so it's a major surgery with anesthesia, yeah, and, you're, exactly. and you're making legal, life-altering decisions under the influence of raging, you know, a flood of incredible hormones, good, and he knows exactly what we need to protect our children and, and or a bunch of freaking medication. It's just nuts. I can't yeah, even tell you how many times for major surgery. How, I know. I can't even tell you how many times after, uh, and I especially remember this after my daughter because I was really sick after I had her. Um, and they came in, every, I want to say every hour, um, like trying to get me to sign these birth certificate papers, right? Like they were ruthless. Like they, you know, they just were like, oh, I know yeah. that you're not feeling well, but just sign here. You don't need to know what you're signing. Just sign. Um, it's yeah. really messed up. Yes, you have to like yeah, go in. They have paperwork already in place that you don't get vaccines yeah. or you don't give vaccines to your ch- child. And they don't mm-hmm. make their money from the feds if they don't get you to sign the birth certificate and all of that stuff like within like two days. So that's why they play hardball so much with it and then they like I remember with Olivia I was 19 but I didn't want necessarily to like have all of that and I was obviously not you know like that aware about things but they then they fear monger you into you know like they'll never be able to go to daycare then or school and you know and they like scare you until you just sign the paperwork exactly that's for a birth certificate I didn't know yeah. about that they're, yeah, they're more pushy about the birth certificate than, and rude. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm sure that they're not all rude, but I, the, at least the lady that I was dealing with was just like, ah, just sign it. Hmm. You know what it is. You've already had a kid. Uh, oh, I think Ty is. Yeah, and what's us. that about? What's that about just so they can commodify everybody? Oh, yes. Hi, yes. Ty. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, right. So the gang's all here. Um, I would, uh, if it's okay with everybody, I'd like to start with the good news report, so Mom can um, get out to the chickens before it gets dark, Uh, and then we can go on. um, I'd love to do right after that Ty's um, uh, report on Texas, the border, the Constitution, and how that all is playing out. Um, And then I really want to get to the um, that Jimmy Dore clip for um, the River to the Sea. Um, and I'm not sure if mom can stick around for that or not, but, um, I'd like to play that and get everybody's opinion. Does that sound good? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Take it away, mom. Okay. So I'm going to start off with a question and I know that, that, uh, many of you in this, in our, in our all-star rockstar panel, um, 
would have probably prescribed, described yourself as a progressive um, five years ago, right? And perhaps even, you know, ascribed to some progressive uh, um, ideologies or, or, or ideas, right? You know, and, and, and one of them that I think we can all agree on is no wars, okay? Even though, you, you know, Republicans are accused of you're breaking up a little, Mom. How's how's it going now? Better. I don't know why it does that. Sometimes it does it. I think I have too many things open at the top for my good news report. Let me know if it cuts out again. Um, I was saying that that Republicans are, you know, have normally been described as people who start wars or is that that's our big thing. And I, I would have pushed back on that five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago. Well, and this isn't necessarily good news, but there is some in it. Today, um, based in, um, I'm sorry, I don't know where it is. I think in, somewhere in Iran, somewhere Jordan, in the Middle East. Jordan. Jordan, excuse me, sorry, was attacked by a drone. Two soldiers were killed and 25 were injured. Immediately, Lindsey Graham and um, who's this other effing idiot? Um, Cornyn, John Cornyn said, attack Iran, bomb the shit out of them, kill all of them, go to Iran and kill all the people in Iran. And, okay, so the bodies aren't even cold yet. Under normal circumstances, okay, of course, the a show of strength, ostensibly, is the way to deal with this kind of stuff. But that just, to me, I, I thought to myself, that's lunacy. And guess what? <laughs> Five minutes later, Tucker Carlson posts them saying that. He goes, these people are fucking lunatics. Unhinged much? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, Lindsey Graham has never okay. met a war he didn't like. It, it, well, and so here's the thing. I, I've had to change the way I think about this stuff because of Donald Trump. Because there, there are there, – and I'm not necessarily talking about, quote, unquote, normal diplomatic procedures because I think they're all a bunch of fucking idiots too, excuse my language. Um, it, it, you show them – a show of strength just by being strong. The reason why we were attacked in Jordan today is because they think that Joe Biden is a feckless, weak man. Guess what? They're right. <laughs> they didn't yeah. do they didn't do that crap when Donald Trump was the president. So that's what I wanted to start with. Uh, is that the good news behind that is that most of us now in the quote unquote right leaning. MAGA conservatives, patriots, whatever you, whatever you want to call us these days, because we're certainly not Republicans anymore, are we have an, an instinctive reaction to no, we're not fighting wars all over the Middle East anymore. We're not doing that, and um, I'm happy that that's that's good news. So, so I I wanted to start with a question for all of you, and I. Or, you know, maybe you used to be progressive, and maybe you still are in some 
some ways. What was the one thing, if there was anything in Donald Trump's presidency that you felt that that was good, that you cheered on, that were you like do more of that, keep doing that, um, that you that you liked about his presidency? Um, I'll go That's first. A, I'm taking a poll um, right now. Huh? I'll go first. Um, Rocket Man, like that. <laughs> like Rocket whenever Man, there you was like that part? Of, like, yeah. Well, whenever there was any kind of escalation. Um, or seeming es- yep. escalation, he basically de-escalated it with um, with humor, with um, you know, just a tweet, minimizing, <laughs> you know, Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got rockets, you know. And of course, like they had the best relationship. We've had the best relationship with North Korea in you know since the Ever. escalation started. Yeah. All right. Um, who let's let's Good. go. Um, I'm going to go. With one. I like here. that one, Danielle. Yeah, I'm going to go in order. Let's go Lily first. If you're there. What did you like about what did you like about Donald Trump, Lily? Man, there are too many things to count, but I Okay, favorite. Would definitely say um domestically my favorite thing about Donald Trump was that all the work that he did for missing and murdered indigenous women, which has, you know, none, no other president has ever cared about it or even given it lip service, but he actually created, even though I don't like the FBI, he created a branch specifically just to deal with that. And I was very proud of him for that. Um, and then, you know, like with foreign affairs, I loved that we, you know, were not getting involved in new wars and we were de-escalating wars that other administrations had started. Well Great done. One. Love that one, too. Um, Kate, you want to go next? Okay. Sure. Um, I remember when he was trying to close military bases around the world, like U.S. military yep. bases. At least he talked about it in an interview. Right. And then there was just, like, such backlash. And Glenn Greenwald especially talked about backlash. this all the time. But that that's what Glenn Greenwald said was the main reason why the deep state had it out for Donald Trump was because he wanted to reduce the U.S. military presence abroad. And that was the reason to cheer him, like, because we don't need to have our tentacles everywhere and just have this sort of permanent war that we're, that a certain amount of people are profiting from. So that was probably my favorite thing and then also the criminal justice reform didn't yes. he uh do something to reduce crime like prison sentences for nonviolent criminals like alice marie yes. johnson is that her name that yes. and then there was also the thing where you could try and ex- well here's the thing that this seemed really, really cool and really great. It was the right to try. If somebody was terminally ill, they could try a drug that was in the trial stages. They could use you were only drug. supposed to pick one, but I love all of them. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I have to. I'm just so... <laughs> it's such a change to be able to say something positive <laughs> about Donald Trump to another human being where I'm, you know... Yeah, that's, so a, that's a tough one, so too. Thank yes. you. Yeah, so, thank you. So I will that's... tell you what he did. Was the, wait, wait, the, the wait. Cocaine. Hold on, hold on. we got to get to Ty. 
I know, but I want to just I want to clarify what you said about the prison reform stuff. Okay, go ahead. Back in the day, they passed a law that if you had crack cocaine, they double, triple, quadrupled the sentence than for somebody that had powder cocaine, and they were putting people for basically for life. So he he they reformed that, and lots of people got out because of that. And I was really happy about that one too. Sorry for for well, interrupting. Just- I apologize. It's- and that's discrimination no. against the poor because it's the poorest people using crack cocaine yeah. instead of the fancier cocaine, like, you mm-hmm. know, who Hunter Biden. So thank you so much mm-hmm. for clarifying mm-hmm. that for me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Ty, you got one? Um, mine would be the three executive orders signed against pedophilia, which is the exact yep. reason why Corey felt I was able to do this documentary and so for other people to come forward, including Cassie about Diddy's complaints and everyone else. So, yeah, I was actually going to take that yeah. one, but I, I thought she was talking about, uh, w- uh, like, war-related, but um, that wouldn't no, be I didn't anything, did but that's okay. He did a lot those four yeah. years. In those four years, he did a lot, but that was the, those were the three main ones. That was able. They were, I think it was the same – I think it was the same couple of years we got Keith Raniere. Um We got a lot of people. We got a lot of people. And a lot of things were able to be done that were not able to be done before, before that happened. Because you know they protect those people. Right? There's all the people like, why, why, why do people hate Trump? That's why they hate him. There's nothing to do with war money. That's due because they're going after that. And you're not supposed to go after yep. that. Amen. You're not supposed to do that. Nope. <laughs> that's a big no-no for them. Yep. So, and that's all connected, um, too. But thank God he did. Exactly. He yes, stopped a lot of human trafficking. It got a lot of people in trouble really quickly. And I think it's, it, it snowballed the end of Hollywood for that reason. So good for him. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. one too. Okay, but that wasn't my favorite. I, I love every single one of those. But the one that I love the best is what he did to the mainstream media. The Trump curse. And the Trump curse on the mainstream media, so, there, so not that I want to talk about somebody that's not here today, but there, this this meme or this sort of thing that keeps getting repeated over and over again. But the mainstream media isn't reporting it. All these bad things are happening, and they're ignoring the story. For a decade, my main complaint has been about the quote unquote mainstream media. Is that it's not what they do report, which I hate by the way. It's what they don't report. The things that they ignore. Trump comes on the scene, these people's hair lights on fire for the reasons that Ty stated, for the reasons that Lily stated, for the reasons that Danielle, for everything he did, their hair would light on fire, shrieking, stomping, uh, world's going to die because of this thing that Donald Trump did, right? We went through mass hysteria for the entire four effing years this man was president. They did everything they could, the quote-unquote mainstream media, and he took it right to them and punched them right in the mouth and told them they were fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. And and that that one thing has changed the entire landscape of our country. We're not there yet. We're not there yet, but I will tell you that that, that – the, that campaign 
that he, when he took out the mainstream media and showed the American people who these people really were and the propaganda and the censorship and nastiness that we've been subjected to for the last 50 freaking years, Mockingbird Media, is, is the one thing that he did that is my very favorite and that it will last for generations to come. And I'll give you an example. And this one's really fun. Truth wins out. Eight in ten Republican voters in New Hampshire believe Joe Biden is an illegitimate president, similar to results in Iowa. As Larry Johnson wrote earlier, the number from the New Hampshire primary tell the story. With 84% of the votes counted, Trump is on track to rack up 174,000 votes. That is almost 45,000 more than he got garnered in 2020 when he was still president. Um, but as they exit polls, of, and this is CNN, and they're having to report this. Uh, um, eight in ten Republicans said that they believe the, the 2020 election was stolen. After all that put us through, all the censorship, all of our comments that were deleted, all our accounts that were deleted, they, they deleted the account of the President of the United States from his Twitter, from his Instagram, from his Facebook. Um, what's the other one? Um, I forget. There was another big social media company. All four of them. Well, they deleted his all of Parler. Account. Parler. They did, yes, they, they took down the whole app, right? And we went through four years of this sort of silos of information. And look what and look what happened. Still, even after all they did to President Trump over the last six years. <coughs> including the entire four years of his presidency, before and after from the moment the man came down the escalator, they've gone after him with everything they've got. And he took it right back to them. And now um, there really isn't such a thing as mainstream media. Eight in 10 Republican voters in New Hampshire believe that Joe Biden stole the election, that the Democrats stole the election after all they've done to us. And because of what done to themselves you're breaking up a little right bit now you're getting okay. too excited okay i am getting excited journalists can you hear me now yes journalist layoffs continue as the liberal media collapses right before our eyes beautiful picture of a dumpster fire <laughs> sometimes i wish we had the ability to um, put this stuff, to have video with our, our stuff. Have you noticed liberal media is in the process of imploding? Every week we hear about another media outlet laying off staffers. Two different things are causing this. First, a growing share of the American people no longer trust the media because so many journalists are just Democrat Party activists. No kidding. Second, all these liberal media outlets are saying the same thing and are therefore competing with each other for a shrinking piece of market share. Do you think the people in the media class will learn anything from this? Probably not. This is from an, I'm quoting from an article 
of the Gateway Pundit, speaking of which, which is where I get most of my news from these days. And the author is a gentleman named Mike Lachance. It was, this was printed on January 26th um, at 10 p.m., a couple of days ago. Insider um, laid off, uh, uh, Business Insider said that laying off 8% of its workforce. The New York Daily News, um, their editorial union walked off the job because of chronic cuts. Paramount, the Los Angeles Times, Condé Nast, Sports Illustrated was gutted by sweeping layoffs. What do those have in common? They are exactly what the guy said, Democrat Party activists. They don't, they do not transmit news to the American people. They transmit propaganda and they stifle and censor any story that doesn't fit with their narrative. And the American people have finally said enough. We're not going to do it. And that is the best thing as far as I'm concerned that Donald J. Trump did for the American people was to show the American people actually who the quote unquote mainstream media is. And um, it has continued um, through for the last seven years. Um, so I know you guys are going to tr- talk about the trucker uh, stuff, so I won't touch on that too much, although I'm super excited about it. I, I'm glad that, that Ty is going to really highlight that. I'm going to listen um, on my phone, but I'm going to be outside, so you want to hear what you have to say. Um, but along those lines, it, and it's super exciting, it's not just happening here in the United States. It's happening in Germany, France, Romania, Poland, Lithuania. Farmers all over Europe take a stand against crippling green policies. People are standing up for themselves across the world, across the globe, like we haven't seen for the last 50 years. The policies that these people are putting in place, putting in place, shoving down our throats with their boots on our neck, are people are finally standing up all over the globe. And I, I couldn't, I, I feel like standing and applauding. It's so exciting to watch. So we started off the conversation with this issue about climate change. Danielle and I um, uh, were talking about the flooding that happened here in San Diego. And immediately all the usual suspects ran out like the little pinhead popinjays that they are and said, see, this is what you get for not believing in global warming. And Danielle cited a very relevant fact, which is they told us 10 years ago that the pumps – under our cities could not, did not have the capacity. They were breaking down. The infrastructure in our cities could not handle a big gush of water. Uh, additionally, we're in something called an El Nino. An El Nino means that we have there there a weather pattern where the rains come, and lots of it all the time, which is typical. But instead, the little idiot. What he's a, is he the mayor or the commissioner? What is he, Danielle? Is Todd he Gloria Hall is the mayor of San Diego. Todd Gloria Hall, yeah, he's a he's definitely a that's a, that's not really his name. It works, it fits. It's okay, Gloria. these are the same. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, but it fits. Okay. It, it, Gavin Newsom does the same thing. Every time we have any kind of a weather event, 
in our, our state that we the same weather events that we've been having since they started recording the weather, okay, nothing new, nothing changes. We have an El Nino every five, six, seven years. Yes. We El have a La Nina. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's nothing different, okay? I mean, it kicks our ass, and if they, if they would take care of our infrastructure, perhaps we wouldn't get hammered so bad, but okay. But it's certainly not global warming. It's raining. I think that's why they changed it to climate change. Oh, yeah. You I mean, that generic term? Oh, you mean climate changes? Who would have thought? Thunk it, Ty. Anyway, so finally, and, and you know, the farmers in our country are getting hosed. The farmers all over the world are getting hosed. And it's, again, so, so I was circling back to my, my point. It's always the foolish solution that these idiots come with. Not necessarily, they can yammer all they want about, look, the climate is changing. I don't give a shit. They can yammer until they, whatever, until they lose their voice. But then they impose these foolish draconian lunacies on the planet. So finally, the people in Germany, France, Romania, Poland, Lithuania, farmers all over Europe take a stand against these crippling, quote-unquote, green policies, whatever the hell those are, okay? And this, again, is Gateway Pundit. This one is just um, from the board. It says the European continent is in turmoil. And you can see the pictures. They have shut down major capitals all over uh, Eastern Europe and Western Europe and finally saying, we're done with your crap, okay? Plagued by a multiple, multitude of self-inflicted maladies coming from the insane, failed globalist policies pushed by the EU. Unchecked mass migration. Here we go. This is to you, your topic to tie. Unemployment, economic stagnation, LGBTQ lunacy, and of course, the crippling climate alarmist green regulations, green is in quotes, okay? Perhaps no other sector of the economy was more impacted by the green lunacy than agriculture. You know, agriculture, where we get our food. Uh, European farmers, <laughs> as in one voice A, that the green policies and taxes are taking them to the very edge of bankruptcy in what becomes, in, in all practical terms, manufactured famine. They're creating famine. So Tessa sprung up all over Europe ahead of the EU elections in June with the agricultural workers demanding more government subsidies and protection from cheap grain from abroad. The local demands vary, but they all seem to be taking the hardest hit from environmental reforms, and therefore they need more government subsidies to offset them, which that doesn't make any sense to me. But um, Romania, the farmers and truckers have been clogging up the main roads, German farmers on the streets since December. In France, mass protests, but they've been protesting for a couple of years now. Um, uh, let's see, who, where else? AFP reporters, farmers launched over 160 road protests with tractors and farm machinery blocking or slowing traffic as they beeped horns and waved, so in Poland as well, waved Polish flags. So I'm excited about people standing up for themselves. I consider that very good news. Um, let's see, 
what else did I have for you guys? Okay, I got a lot of Texas stuff, but I'm not going to touch it because I know Ty is too. Um, there was um, a J6 trial or inquiry um, from the one who her name is Officer Lila Morris. You guys know who she is? She's the one that beat Roseanne, Roseanne Boyland to death with a baton. Oh. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a name that really doesn't get bandied about. It wasn't just Ashley Babbitt that died that day. There was a woman named Roseanne Boyland. And they, people are, went after this cop finally because they got the video finally. And because they, they said that she was, that she was, put back by this cop for attacking the cop. This woman never touched the cop, and now there's video. And she beat she beat her, Roseanne Boylan, to death with a baton in the head until she died. Police officer Lila Morris, again, this is um, Gateway Pundit by Kara Castronova. This one was printed on January 23rd. Police officer Lila Morris was forced to testify yesterday for the first time since January 6, 2021. The violent J6 cop that was filmed brutalizing protester Roseanne Boylan's body before she died was surprisingly quiet and meek on the stand, barely answer, barely speaking above a whisper. Um, <clears throat> it said Morris was called as a prosecution witness to nail January 6th defendant Luke Coffey to the cross in yet another bogus January 6th trial. Coffey fights for his freedom this week against the government-fabricated charge of allegedly assaulting Lila Morris. The video admitted no into evidence actually shows the opposite Morris striking Coffey with a large stick and making contact with his arm. Okay, Morris was also seen viciously brutalizing the unconscious. This woman is unconscious. And she beat her to death before she died January 6th. Um, and so what happened is she's beating her. And this guy named um, Luke Coffey, is, he's got a crutch. The guy's on a crutch. He holds it up trying to protect this woman. And that's why he's, they're trying to put him in prison for, um, I forget um, how much time they're holding over his head. He says um, – the government is using her as a victim to crucify Coffee, who literally tried to help rescue Boylan by holding a crutch over her body to protect her after he saw her beaten by Morris. So the, the cop is trying to say that he assaulted her with the crutch. Hopefully that one, um, now that the videos are, are coming out, more and more of these videos are coming out, they're going to start throwing out some of these January 6th cases, which is really makes me very happy um i do have um some kind of I, I don't know if it's bad sad, good news or not but i did want to touch on it because uh, every time i see something about lahaina i want to to talk about it because it's it's this one still just makes me so sad looking at pictures of the devastation in Lahaina after that fire. And there's the, the article is titled, Over Five Months Later, Lahaina Still Not Rebuilding. They haven't started rebuilding the, any, any of the structures on that beautiful island after the, the, the devastation. And I have no idea why um, <clears throat> they, haven't, they haven't started building homes for the, for the people 
Um, even government-funded NPR admitted at the end of December that Lahaina is still suffering with tourism um, to Maui down and may still without a settled home. Nearly 6,300 Maui residents their homes are still in temporary housing. Most folks, that means hotel rooms right now. So they're still living in hotels. And so, the, so there goes the tourism, right? If they don't have places for the residents and they're staying in hotels, that means that they can't earn any money uh, uh, by, ha- you know, having people come on the island. So anyway, that one came up for me, and I wanted to bring it up that they're still not um, doing anything to rebuild that that state. I wonder if you guys have any thoughts on why um, they 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 haven't um, started. Um, rebuilding. Just, just a question. Is it because they're still trying to take land from the people, or anyway, your yeah. thoughts on that would be appreciated. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure is. Like, do they rebuild in New Orleans? Do they rebuild? They don't. They don't do that. And one of those people gone. So it's a perfect excuse for them to be gone. Now they can take that. They can take all that land for themselves. So. That that's that's exactly what, what my thought was. Is time they, they're they're going to try to to uh, swap them out. Yeah, they don't want them. They're going to try to get rid of. Um, I mean, that's why we took I mean, Hawaii. Hawaii doesn't even want to be a state. Like we just took it from them. We just essentially claimed it as ours. So like, why, they don't right. rebuild homes. That's crazy. So, they gave them seven hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, I know what more do they want. <laughs> That's a lot of money somehow. That's a bunch of for one bag of groceries. $750. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I, we're waiting um, for for that to, to happen, for that to shake out. So um, <clears throat> it's, it's, every time one of those articles comes across my timeline, I, I read – uh, PJ Media, it's a Town Hall News Media Group. There, there's a whole bunch of different ones. That one was from PJ Media, and they haven't stopped. They, they, they have somebody on the island permanently asking questions. Of course, they're not getting any answers, and um, but, but still, um, there's, there's, no, there's no answers. So um, that is all I have today. Does anybody have any questions? No. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so, um, but there, there is a ton of good news that the, the mainstream media is collapsing, <laughs> and um, it will never, it will never be the same again. And that, to me, is the best piece of news to come out of the entire Donald J. Trump administration is that we no longer get our news from those lying, thieving, cheating. Demons. So there, that's my favorite thing today. And, um, nice. <clears throat> yeah, that was definitely that's more like a, of yeah. stupid than good news, but I'll let it slide. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my favorite, though. It's still my favorite. I appreciate your good news in front report. of our eyes. <laughs> that is my good news report for today. It says mainstream media is collapsing right in front of our eyes, and I couldn't be happier. So I'm yeah. trying to find a quote from the from Davos. They were could because they were talking about it, about how sad it was that people uh-huh. were not just accepting the news anymore. And I'll find that and I'll right. share it once I get it. Well, there's there's there a quote from uh, uh, the Wall Street Journal.
editor-in-chief. There it is. That's the one. It's admits Davos. There you go. Elites, we no longer own the news. And I I had this one saved. Thank you for reminding me. And it was in a different place. She says, um, she's um, speaking to Davos, which, by the way, wasn't that a freaking ugly, nasty, vicious, disgusting, demonic shit show? Um, She says, thanks to the Internet and – yeah, right? And shrinking press freedoms, legacy media outlets no longer have a monopoly on information and narratives. Why would they want to have that? First of all, does it make you sick just even her being upset of something that she shouldn't have in the first place? It says, case in point, during a WEF session at Davos, yeah. Entitled Defending Truth, <laughs> cough, cough, <laughs> Wall Street Journal EIC Emma Tucker lamented this loss of control over the facts. Yes. As Modernity News reports, I think there's a very specific challenge for legacy brands like the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal, Tucker adding, if you go back not that long ago, as I say, we owned the news. This is a direct quote from the, this freaking demon right here listen to this mm. we were the gatekeepers and we very much own the facts as well if i if it if i said it in the wall street journal the new york times then that was a fact she continued adding nowadays people can go to all sorts of different sources for the news and they're much more questioning about what we're seeing Um, I, I actually would, shared Danielle, this in would the you, Would you like to play this clip? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, where is it? I'm going to put it in Danielle on Telegram. I also shared it earlier too with a with a timestamp of when she says what she says. I believe I shared it in our chat. If I can find it, German. No, that's different. You go ahead. Oh, here it is. Oh, okay. So the clip, how long is the clip? The Can you find it, Danielle? <clears throat> Prepare I got it. I got it here. Unrest in 2024 at 1040 regarding the West push for a watermark on untrue content, according to them. And um, anyway, that's related to what we're talking about. Well, yeah, let me, I'll it, play this quick one. And if, if this isn't it, I'll go back and, and look in the, uh, look for your timestamp. Okay, here we go. Three, okay. two, one. World event. People still come to the legacy brands. We still have a lot of trust. But I think you only have to go back. I think I think we have to maintain that trust and we have to work at maintaining it in a way that we didn't have to do not so long ago. So if you go back really not, not that long ago, as I say, we kind of we owned the news. We were the gatekeepers and we very much owned the facts as well. If it said it in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, then that was a fact. Nowadays, people can go to all sorts of different sources for the news, and they're much more questioning about what we're saying. Okay, so that wasn't the watermark one. Let me see. No, no and that's, I think that's the that's the quote. The watermark that I just read you, one, so you, yeah. I think, the watermark one would be kind of like, okay, this is what's happening. Now, this is what we're going to do about it. We're going to now say, no, we are still the arbiters of truth. And so we're going to put a special watermark on the things that we deem untrue or the things we deem true 
So mm-hmm. I will, um, I'll just forward this again. Yeah, please do. And then, and then tell me the time and I'll, I'll fast forward to it. Okay. Can you so believe I that think... she would shape her face to actually say that out loud? <laughs> I mean, I can. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I was forwarding it, but I did it wrong. Burn it. I'll do it again. No, no, you did. You did. I'm, I'm just getting there right now. Hold on. Oh, okay. So that's one three, key area that we're looking at, that longer. T- okay, hold on. Three, two, one. This is, uh, I just started it at 1035. So uh, you said 1040, so um, probably good enough. Uh, here yeah. we go. Three, two, one. Divergence between developing and developed economies. One thing I just want to point out as well here, <clears throat> they've sort of, grasped onto a key point which is correct but they've also grasped onto all this other stuff which is not quite correct so one of the key points they've grasped onto is they're talking about this advancement of green technologies as an economic driver when really it's any technology that's an economic driver things that are well, you, well think of it this way you look at a company and they invest into r d research and development and then those products or services come to light in the future and it results in more profit and more income for that for that company you look at other companies who don't do a lot of r d and they focus heavily on marketing and sales yeah they might outpace the competition but later on they run out of products it is a significant risk and something that we need to watch carefully. And I think the accessibility to large-scale AI models has made it so much easier to reach a large population of voters, to also create content that looks and feels real, even though it is not. And I think it is the reason that we see this information and misinformation being ranked as the top risk short term. Because I, I think there's a level of awareness, but I'm not really sure we know how to uh, get our arms around this and how to combat it. The speed with which some of that synthetic content can be created and the fact that it is not tagged or watermarked in many parts of the world. Tagged or watermarked in Good many Lord. parts of the world. Okay, I'm going to start with you there. Oh, good Lord. Learn <laughs> from the back. So now they're saying that the what they don't like is taken water market they're saying well it's because of ai it's synthetic content that's just not a good not a good direction well, and they would know all about so they're trying to content, figure out it they? yeah wouldn't they right. know all about synthetic content <laughs> right <Moving on>. <laughs> amazing uh freaking amazing let me just tell you something these people they understand perfectly what's happened they have lost control of the narrative. Mm-hmm. The very fact, which is where I started, where that and the same thing happened in Iowa. They did exit polls in 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 both states, and even though they put everything on uh, the big lie that the election was stolen and it was the most perfect election in the United States history. They put everything into that basket, and it didn't work. It didn't work. Normally, they would have been able to wrangle us and push us and, as this woman said, control the narrative that our facts are the only facts that are correct. It didn't work. We all know. 
what they did. We cried for them. We, we all know really what they did. Was I, was, I was crying for them. I felt really bad. So. Do you have the, the <laughs> soundbite from Rachel Maddow saying that they're not going to play the speech, the acceptance speech from Donald Trump or the winning speech from Donald Trump because they I, don't I want to. I didn't get it. I'm sure I didn't, but it was awful. So crazy. Well, she just, you, just have to, you just have to type in a, a cow chewing on grass in a field and it'll pull up. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They cut away. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be nice speech. today. I need to be nice today. So. Yeah, no, you don't need to be nice. Okay. They cut away from a presidential candidate's acceptance speech and did a, a, a live, quote, unquote, fact check on the things that he was saying. Okay. And, and then for the next 15 minutes, she ranted, salivated, spittle was coming out of her mouth because they cannot control the American people more so so that that was my good news report today is that not working anymore praise god yeah yeah so it doesn't matter if the mainstream media doesn't report it or report something or doesn't report something no one's listening anymore they don't have control over the narrative nobody's watching everyone Okay. Well, it's four o'clock, you guys. Thank you, Danielle, for letting me go first today so that I can take care of my chickens. Uh, Bless you guys. I am going to listen. I want to hear about the trucker con and Texas and and the sort of constitutional um, showdown because it's not a crisis. Okay. This isn't a crisis. Constitutional crisis, (laughs) which is how they control the narrative. Um, I want to hear what you ha- what you think about that tie because I know that you've been uh, horrifying people with their uh, armchair legal constitutional scholars out there in Facebook and yeah, Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. And let me just tell you guys, each and every one of you in the space that you're in, this is the final thing I'm going to say: is don't stop fighting, don't speak the truth. And even if you're not allowed to say that truth, just keep saying it anyway. Just like my daughter did when she did guerrilla warfare out to the public when she would walk into places without masks. No, we're not going to bow down, cow down to your freaking narrative. We're not doing it. Keep fighting. All right, you guys. Be well. Be safe out there, okay? okay. All right. Love bye, you, Mom. Carla. You too. Good luck with the chickens. Thank hmm. you. Okay. Bye. Um, okay. So, um, Ty, do you want to go next? I've actually been really excited about listening to you um, talk about the the border, and um, I guess dispel some of these myths about how you know the federal government is the only entity that can ever um, you know uh, secure the border. So, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Um, okay. Well, I, I, I don't want to be like, I'm the expert. I'm not. I just, I just study a lot of that and talk to people that I can talk to. But um, I don't really know much about the, the, the truck convoy itself. I just know about the challenges that they're facing legally is, is a very kind of convoluted mess, as you can imagine. So it might be, I don't know if it's easier for me to just go off or if it's easier for you to like ask about what it is you're confused about and then you try to answer. That might be easier. Because I mean, well, going into the whole thing is just like, 
a nightmare. Well, the top convoy isn't really, you know, like I would, we can get into that if you want to, but like the, the, the real thing that I want to talk about is this fight between, so um, just very basic, we've got a place yeah. in Texas where, you know, lots of um, migrants are coming through. Um, Texas plugs, asked the government for, you know, years now to plug up the hole and they refused. So Texas did it. And then the federal government takes Texas to court and demands that they remove the, the, um, the wiring. The, um, yeah. And, and then a, what, what does Texas do in, in response to that? They put up more wiring. So, um, you know, just re- and really like basically, a, yeah, people saying that, well, that, you know, the only people that can do it is, uh, is the federal <laughs> government and Texas has no rights there to their own border protection. <laughs> that was just weird. That's kind of an, that's a job, that's at least. So again, though, it's it's a what is this? It's a constitutional standoff between uh, Governor uh, Abbott and uh, and Biden here. Um, both have some legal grounds here, though. It's just a matter of it's a matter of fulfilling those legal obligations, which both have an obligation to do, but they're not doing. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. Okay, oh, okay, it so, does so, seem like Texas is going in there and trying to put up the barbed wire and uh, and trying to stop here. this flow. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So what Biden, what Biden sued over was that technically, yes, constitutionally, the federal state does have to secure that. I was like, that is their job. That is their job to do that. But in the event that they don't do it, then Texas can technically take over to do so. Um, and that's why Biden's suing that. And it was weird to watch that press conference because I watched it, and the guy, the reporter asking was like, so why aren't you doing your job? And he's like, no, we sued them so because they're in the way of us doing our job. No, 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 you're not doing your job, so why are you not doing it? And then the guy at the press conference was like, why do you think we're not doing our job? And, the, and, and we're sitting here going, okay, here's the thing. If you have to send feds to the border to do the job, that means the feds weren't there. So you weren't doing your job. Do you see how that works? <laughs> That's called remedial logic skill. You weren't there. Okay. So don't say you were there. You obviously weren't. Or there already would be feds, so you wouldn't have to send them. Do you see how that works? Okay. So we're not five years old. Let's grow up. So, and so they're not doing their job. And so Texas has to do it. Because it has to be done either way. Because Biden's arguing the constitutionality of who gets to do the job. That's not the fight. Are you doing it? Who's doing it? Is somebody doing it? Nobody's doing it. Okay, well, somebody has to. It's not a choice if you get to do it or not. Because like, the Biden administration is just trying not to do it at all. Like, it just doesn't have to be done when it factually does. It legally does. <laughs> it has, right. It doesn't matter who does it. Somebody has to do it. So because, Texas, so because they're not doing it, Texas now has to do it. That's it. That's all there is to it. Well, now, right. And then, and then there's also this. Now he's trying to federalize the National Guard in order to stop the National Guard. But that money has to come from somewhere. And he's already taxing the crap out of Americans as it is. We just got, and then especially as we're filing new tax returns and they hire all these new IRS things, that new tax law signed by him called the PATH Act is now going to increase everybody's taxes even more. So there's no money to, there's no money to do all this with. There's no, and so that's why all these other countries are countries, these other um, states are sending their resources to keep the National Guard there because otherwise they have, they have to pay for it. Everything has to be paid for. That's going to happen. Like, that's where all these convoys and things are coming from because this has to be done. Because they're flooding in by the millions now. They're flooding in anywhere they can get. Now they're on the, we just got a report today that there's, there's 10,000 migrants on their way to Denver right now. On the, they're headed here. They're just sending them anywhere they can get anywhere. They don't care at all. They're flooding the system because they know they can't win the election without them. They can't. 
They have to overrun yeah. the populace. They have to overrun us. And they know that right. we can't challenge migrants. How are we going to do that? And the migrants are going to challenge the American state. How are they going to do that? The people that don't speak English and need jobs here, they're not going to challenge the government. They wouldn't dare. So <laughs> what? This is, this is what I mean. They're, they're doing it on purpose and then going, we don't, they're feigning ignorance. We don't know what's happening. We wish we could fix the problem. No, you're causing it. You're causing it. You're doing it on purpose. And, and it's going to cost them the election unless they randomly in May throw in Michelle Obama, which is what they're going to do. That's exactly their plan. Yeah. So, it will be Michelle Obama. I absolutely guarantee you. I absolutely guarantee you Michelle Obama. Yep, she will be running. They're already prepping her. They're prepping her right now. Because she checks the boxes. So, She's not a white now, whatever. Yes, well, it, it, it fulfills the PC obligation, but also she's Obama's wife, and, and Obama's been out of the scene for a while, and people still regard them in high regard, sort of like the Clintons of the new era. So, because the Clintons are yeah. obviously gone. By the way, Hillary Clinton's military tribunal was last Monday. You haven't heard a word. Moving on. So, <laughs> anyway, the point, <laughs> the point is, so yeah, the Obamas will be back, and people still have fond memories of them because they haven't. Listen to us about what they've actually signed yet. But we'll get into that later. The policies will come up of what he did to us. But because she's the wife of the person running, or the, or the former president, she will be in held in high regard for that reason. So we don't know who her running mate's going to be. We have no idea. But, it's, but, it, but Biden is not running again. That's just, everyone knows that. That's just, that's just not going to happen. So, because you, I mean, you will literally just, you might as well just catapult votes to Trump. You might as well just grab, get a catapult, launch them to him. <laughs> Have fun storming the castle. Like, that's not going to happen. That's absolutely not going to happen. Right. So I mean, he, he, is, he is king right now. He's literally – I've talked to black caucuses, Indians, they're all like, we trust him over anyone on the Democrat side right now. We can't, we can't possibly. We just can't possibly vote for these people. We can't do it. They can't bring themselves to do it this time. They can't. Especially with the rising cost of everything and the fact that they're taking care of migrants better than their own American populace who's homeless, 7.5 million and counting. Um, just like you said, the people she said the people living in hotels. Yeah, that's us too. We're all living in hotels. Everybody is. Mm-hmm. I know. I, there are general managers that I work with that live in hotels, and they have they earn salaries, and they can't even afford to live in a house. This is ridiculous. This is starting to get really obscene. Wow. This is to get really, really and people are going to tolerate it forever. They're just not going to. Now, now people are saying this is going to lead to a civil war. I don't think it's going to be a civil war. I really don't think it will be because that's too many things at once. Civil and giant wars. Middle. That's too much. But. It's definitely going to cause enough unrest where it's going to keep people divided. Because their goal is as long as there's chaos and division, they can stay in power. You know what I mean? That's, that's their goal. Their goal is to stay in power as long as there's chaos and division. So, but I, I, this, isn't going to, this isn't going to end well for them. But, I mean, they're not fighting Louisiana. They're not fighting Seattle. They're fighting Texas. Okay? Right. Now, Texas already has a thing. Well, it depends. Because here's the thing. Texas already has in their own constitution that they can succeed if they wanted to. And if they did, by the way, if they did, just, just hypothetically, there is so much oil and gas reserves in Texas alone that if they succeeded and became their own country, they would have the world's eighth largest economy. They're not here right. playing with you. I mean, they're really not. So they're not the ones, honey, not today. You, you picked the wrong battle, wrong battle with them, okay? They're not, they're not some people you could just overrun like in Seattle, rename it Chaz and Lark for a minute. These people will fuck you up. So you better be very cautious. Very cautious. They will stand their ground at all costs and all hazards. Don't play. Don't come. come play yeah. stupid games with stupid crimes with these people. They're not having it. So well, and the other the other thing that bother that really kind of worries me is that if, if Texas leaves, it's going to have to be replaced with something else. So that's either going to be D.C. or like Puerto Rico or something. And uh, well, and yeah, they're, they're international. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's a complete international game. And then Mexico has to side with somebody, and Mexico's kind of on the side of Texas at the moment, sort of-ish. So it's just like they're, they're kind of sharing the same problem. So it's just like, but that causes an international, in the midst of an ongoing almost World War III, which is basically going to happen. We are, we are, there is going to be, I mean, the fact that all countries are telling their citizens, hey, get ready. <laughs> hey, get ready for some shit. They don't say get ready and then not do it. They're going to do it. It's, it's definitely going to happen. Right. It's definitely going to happen. But it's just a matter of how, but it's not going to be traditional. It's not like World War II where people had navies and army. Like now, now people like the, the, the Houthis, the Sufis, these people don't even have navies, but they can form naval blockades with new technology. This is a game changer. We have no idea what's going to happen now. We have no idea. We really have no idea. <laughs> There's no way to know. But it's going to be chaos. And you know, it's so easy chaos to stop world. it. So yes. easy to it's stop cheap. it. Yes. yes. And yeah, it's, just it's, say, it's, okay, it's high it's technology, real. It's high cheap. Yeah. yeah. Say, Israel, you can't commit genocide. You have to stop this now. You have to adhere to international law. That would stop it. Well, but, the US, but the U.S. is backing Israel and so are three other, five other countries. But all those countries yeah. are at war with the other six countries. And, and by the way, we don't have to worry about North Korea. North Korea is a failed state. They're done. They're done. They, have create, they create such a famine they won't even exist in like 10 years. They can't. They just know. And, they're about to, and by the way, he's about to give his country to his daughter, who's about 12. So good luck with that. But, uh, <laughs> but, are, but, in, the meantime, but in the meantime, North, Korea, North, Korea, North Korea's dictator guy, is, Kim Jong-un, is on the way out. He's giving North Korea to his daughter. Because they have oh reached such goodness. a famine state that they can't even they can't even survive. They can't, they will be not a nation in less than five years. To be honest, that's why they're selling all uh-huh. their nuclear weapons to Iran and Russia so that they can aid in the fight uh-huh. against. Uh-huh. This is what I mean. It's a World War Three. It really is. And China's going to join Russia because they, because we betrayed uh, China by taking Taiwan side when they got a new president the other day. So now China's going to join. So Russia. we're we're stoking all of these fires. I'm not we no, I'm not. Us, but NATO, yeah, us, yeah. whatever NATO, NATO is, whatever NATO's this function is, NATO's function is to invalidate the sovereignty of other nations. That's specifically its only function to invalidate the sovereignty of other countries by bullying. Well, it was that's, supposed that's to be formed. Function. Was supposed to be formed to um, fight communism after World War II or something yeah. like that, right? <laughs> and then Russia, Allegedly. like the Soviet Union, disbanded. But they're like, no, we're just keeping NATO. Don't worry about it. It's totally fine. Well, it, don't. Well, you, you know what that was? That was competing communism. They're fine with communism when it's theirs. They just don't like competing communism. That would be a problem. So because <laughs> we have it, something. it's not that we don't have it. It's just, it's just they just call it different things now. So you know how they rebrand stuff, like they call things Blackwater instead of what it used to be. <laughs> we'll just call it a different name now. Right. So that's well, what they do. They rebrand shit. Putin so. asked to join NATO. It, it's on film. He asked Clinton if he could join NATO, and he said yeah. something like maybe or let's talk about it. Like, he did not say no. Putin actually yeah. said, like, he called it, like, hey, I'll join NATO. And they said, we're in, um, they, like, okay, so when Germany, when the German, the Berlin Wall fell, Putin said, like, okay, that's fine, but don't expand NATO past, that past Germany did and that's why we had this going on in Ukraine because Putin was and not just Putin but I mean 
Russia, the Russian government, Russian people, they don't want NATO right on their border. And NATO was, Ukraine was just a puppet state for NATO. And that's why Russia was like, hey, we told you this is a red line for us. We didn't want Ukraine to be just a puppet state for NATO. And hence, they've just been goading Russia into this the whole time. And they're probably doing the exact same thing to China through Taiwan. Yes. Well, and just the American people. You know, that's, why, that's why this is why I say constitutional battles, because it's, 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 if we want to take political sides, which we don't, but there is a political side that's accusing the so-called right wing of not following the Constitution while they blatantly and then openly defy the Constitution themselves every day. So it's like they're trying to shoot another vote through their own vote. So that's what's very strange. <laughs> that's why they're not really doing well with that. And you'd think they'd stop doing it because obviously that's not going. Because if you're trying to take him down for something you're doing, don't you go down for that too? Isn't that kind of how that works? Kind of. That's yeah, kind of how it's law just like when they were thinking. They seem surprised every time it occurs. So. Well, another parallel is when they were sanctioning Russia and trying to punish them. And Russia said, okay, that's become more sovereign, more self-sufficient, and they ended up doing better. Yeah. Like and their economy problem. has never that's, that's been stronger. Right, which is now where we're in war in Ukraine trying to stop their – it's, it's convenient that we're only at war with people that resist the Rothschild banking industry. How strange. What a coincidence. Um, <laughs> we're only at war thought? with people who what? Who people who are, who, are, who are not at war. So if we're not part of the Rothschild banking empire, those are the only people we're fighting. Isn't that strange? Uh, yeah. It seems kind of strange. It seems mm-hmm. kind of weird. I don't know why that is. I have no idea why. It's just those people, too. Just those people, people that want to become independent of our banking empire. Are like, well, we got to stop them because terrorism. Um, mm-hmm. the, very the strange. I don't know why people don't catch that. I don't know why they don't. But they should, yeah. too, because as they see it, it's going it's your prices. Because prices aren't going to decrease. There's a lot of people on TikTok and other places that are like, hey, when is enough going to be enough? And they don't seem to realize that these are psychopaths. There is no enough. They will keep going. They don't care about how much you beg or your plight or which, how much anything. They're doing it on but They don't care. They really don't. They don't care. Yeah, maybe it's about and, and the more you demand from them, the more you demand from them, the more you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay for it. They're going to supplement the cost to you. They're not going to pay for it themselves. They're not going to do that. They can. I understand that people will keep begging corporations to do that because they have enough money, but corporations' only fiduciary responsibility is to earn income, not to keep you healthy or care about your safety or children or your welfare, nothing. That's the only thing they're legally obligated to do. And it includes news outlets. News outlets don't have to tell you the truth. They can give you a narrative. That's all they have. They have no obligation to give you anything else. But people don't study these things. They don't care about the laws that actually are in place, so they just get, they get kind of mad about it. Ironically, um, Biden's going to need a lot of help when he tries to have his Democratic National Convention in Chicago. It's a shame he defunded the police because he's going to need them. Um, he's trying to overrun New Hampshire's primary. New Hampshire is the first state to always go and vote for their, for their primary, the first one. He's trying to invalidate the New Hampshire Constitution because he cannot do well there. So now he wants North Carolina to go first because he did well there last time. So he's blatantly in violation of multiple constitutional issues while claiming that the right should be prosecuted for not violating constitutional laws he says they violated. This is the world we're in. <laughs> this is it. This is it right here. Clown so, world. But they're still controlling their narrative on their side, so they're 
Some yeah. people still mm-hmm. are watching MSNBC and they still believe that, yeah. that that's real. Yeah, cause, because, because even the tax thing today, I was wondering what the, what the left was thinking now that, the, now that people are starting to file their taxes and they're realizing that they owe the feds who, when they've never owed the feds before. They're like, well, this is because of Donald Trump's tax law. And it made everyone, it has nothing to do with Donald, nothing at all, not a single thing. It has to do with Biden signing the PATH Act, which none of these liberals read, <laughs> which specifically states that you will sacrifice, which he told you in the beginning, his presidency, you will sacrifice for the things you demand from him. You will. You're going to pay for it. And now you're paying for it. See? That's why there was a mass hiring of IRS agents. This is exactly what they're not reading. They're just so pretending to read the people that actually do. So, How did the taxes change exactly under Biden? What was that? The PATH Act had to do with um, it, was, it has to do with uh, what's it called PATH, diseases. Because we're getting ready for disease acts, so it has to do with like medicines and how we treat that and emergency care and you know a whole, a whole bunch of things are going to use as an excuse really, in, in order to try to prevent the disease that they're going to give us on purpose. Because I guarantee you, disease acts has a patent. I absolutely guarantee it. So. <laughs> But it, it was just a way for them to get more money. They're, they're trying to figure out any way that they can tax for more money so they can probably give it to Ukraine because they know we're not going to give it to them willingly anymore. So now they have to force ways to get us money. Um, but they're going to use the guise of a pathogen, like a pathogen act. That's really what it is. So and that's what's interesting. But, but I get why they think it was Donald Trump's tax cuts because the, those tax cuts go specifically for the businesses that were lost during COVID, which Biden didn't restore it anyway. Um, none of those people got their jobs back. All those people are still homeless. Nothing was done for us in any way. Nothing at all. So, there was this one so, thing. So he gave us I, a tax cut so people who own their own businesses could restart their business. That was the tax cut. So. Yeah, they were giving $26,000 to businesses per employee that was retained during COVID. Yes, in the United it's, States, as long as they stay in the United States to boost our economy. Yeah. It is kind of strange. Like, so many people who suffered and just lost everything, but then they were giving $26,000 per employee that was retained to businesses. It just seems so random. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. If you, want, if you have an economy that's failing and you have local businesses that need help, wouldn't you give them a tax incentive to hire inside, instead of hiring foreigners and multinational corporate conglomerates, when you hire your own staff and your local – like that incentivizes people to work here and work hard and do the work here. And local that businesses mean multinational corporations. That well, but no, so, but, but businesses, that's what I mean, because it, 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 anybody can use them. It, it, it's it for anybody. An if, you know how to, if, you, if you own your own businesses. So, it was not it an incentive. It was totally after the fact. They were just like, oh, by the way, if you retained employees, just like fill out all this paperwork and we're going to give you $26,000 per employee that you retained. Like I keep getting calls all the time. I didn't have employees because I'm just my own business. And I will subcontract people. That they're not my employees. So I right. got all of these calls like badgering me to apply for this. But I know people who got a lot of money, just a big random check from the government after there's all these injustice, all these terrible things happening, and then it's just this random, like, okay, here's a bunch of money. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Some people know how to use it. Some people know how to use it. It doesn't mean it's going to be, like, all good. It's just that's, I mean, that was an incentive for a lot of people to kind of open their own businesses and try since nobody else was doing anything. Everyone thought we were supposed to close our businesses and just chill out with nothing. It's not like there was any, there was, there was nothing else to do. 
So, like, and they didn't fix that. They didn't, like, rectify it or anything. They just kept going on as if they were right the whole time, and they weren't. They just killed everything. They destroyed their own economy and then walked away and then blamed another man for it when they did it themselves. It was very crazy. Very, very strange yeah. behavior. So, but he's doing yeah, it again. He's, he's doing very... it right now at the border. This is what he's doing at the border. He's, he's invalidating the Constitution while claiming other people are, are doing that. But there's no evidence that they are. They're just following their own Constitution. He's pretending like states don't have their own constitutions now. They've always had United States, United. Every country, every state has its own constitution. It's its own country. That's the whole point of having constitutions. That's what they mean. So it's very strange. So like, there is no constitutional battle. He's not following it. Biden isn't. Everyone, everyone but Biden is following it. That's the funny part. So yeah. that's why the FBI can't accuse other people of not following the constitution. The constitution says you can't have an FBI. So what the hell is that? That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, they're like hoping people are paying attention. That's ridiculous. Well, obviously, because that's like a volcano calling a house fire arson. Like, no, that's not, that's not how that works. That's just, <laughs> nobody's going to fall for that. Nobody who actually understands law and knows how to prosecute you is going to allow that to happen. They're not going to. So that's, but, but so what was that Supreme Court ruling? That was just about whether or not the feds had the right to do that, had the right to, be, to, to enforce the law there, which they do, but they're not. So now Texas is. So that's why when they were like, you have this much time to stand down. Texas is like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you tell us to put up two more things of barbed wire? We'll be on that. Thank you so much. Because they were going to fuck around and find out. This is, what they, this is what we were trying to tell them. We're like, this is not the people you want to do this to. Because <laughs> they take everything as a challenge. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> Taking off earrings and shit. Oh, are you sure? Let's go. Let's, let's please step here today. They, they, I wish you would. I wish you would. So, what do you think is the funny. end game here? If it's obviously no illegal. <laughs> Are they, are they trying to provoke a civil war? Is that what they want? Or just as much chaos like as possible? I'm sure there's multiple reasons. I'm sure there's multiple reasons. I really are. I mean, a civil war would be nice for some people, but I don't think it would, in the long run, their actual goal. They're hoping that Texas will eventually back down through legal means. They'll try to drown them well, what, out first, what, um, which might work, but Colonel I don't know. Douglas, uh, what Colonel Douglas McGregor said is, way or if anybody here knows who he is or listens to him or respects him but I think he's a pretty smart guy and he goes against the grain a lot of the time. He said he doesn't think there's going to be a 2024 election that they're just going to create so much chaos that there won't be one. There might. Maybe that's they, might create, they, might create, yes, they might create a state of emergency in which case you can't have an election and then they, they can stay in power through emergency power acts. They might try yeah. to do that but they'd have to but they'd have to keep that chaos going. It's January, by the way, <laughs> and the election's in November. So they have to keep that going for months yeah. and months and months. And I don't think people are going to tolerate it that long. I just don't think that's going to happen. Somebody's going to have to back down soon. Somebody's going to have to. So, but they're hoping they can drown so him out through legal means. That's why he's trying to um, he's trying to now federalize the National Guard because then he can have control over the National Guard again. Because he doesn't have control over the National Guard, but if he federalizes it, he can. But then he has to get that money from somewhere. See. So that creates a whole new set of factors. So it's like, it's going to be an ongoing thing. It's going to be an ongoing process for months now. So I'm not sure where this what is going. Mean, but... What would it mean to federalize the National Guard? They're not, you mean, they're just, who's telling them what to do right now? Oh, well, they're being paid, they're state. They're state. So they're being paid by the state. Oh, okay. but, the, but the state has to, has to pay, and it, it has to pay for room and board and all these other things. And so like, but if they run out of money, you know what I mean? So that's why, that's why these resources are being flooded in to keep them there. Um, but if he federalizes, then he can control it. But that also brings up a whole new set of 
problems because he doesn't really have money as it is. So how's he going to fund those people? Like, where's that money coming from? You know what I mean? And he's already, him and his son are already in trouble for pretty much that kind of laundering issue as it is. So, like, this is going to bring up a whole new slew of issues here. Like, that's a whole new can of worms. So it's like, oh, what are you going to do? So both sides have trouble. There's trouble ahead. Let's just say that. But I think they were hoping Texas would just be like, oh, okay, I guess we'll just – clearly they don't know that. Clearly they don't live there. Uh, Clearly they don't. Because if they think Texas is just going to go down like, okay, that's fine, like, that's not going to (laughs) happen. They know what Rico is. Don't play. Yeah, there it is. There there it is. So – and yeah, arrogant like, and dependent well, simultaneously is not an option. It can't be arrogant and dependent. So either Biden can do the job or Texas can do the job, but the job will be done. It's going to have, it can be done peacefully or violently. Now, mind you, this is not the only spot this is happening. Like, it's just one spot. So it's not like it's a huge crisis everywhere. It's just that one spot area where it's like, it seems like it's chaos. That it's, not, it's not as bad as it's being portrayed. Also, it's just a very dangerous place for them to be entering. Even if you were just a migrant, if you're listening to a migrant, you're a migrant, that's not a good spot to enter. I mean, that's dangerous for your children to cross that way. It's, it's, yeah, you might not even survive just getting there, even if it wasn't there by patrol. It's very, very dangerous to cross right there. Very dangerous. There's much easier yeah, and better ways for you to get there than that. People died there recently, didn't they? Yes, yes, they did. Before, they that, before this even happened. Before any of that happened, before, yeah, before any of this conflict happened, people were already di- they were floating by because that's a dangerous section for you to cross. Don't cross there. <laughs> Don't cross there. It's very dangerous for you and your family. There's, that's why what you do with the legal way because that's safer for you. You're not going to get asylum if you just rush in here. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And, and my sad, the sad part is I want the migrants to be okay. I want these people to be able to be taken care of, but they can't come in here and then be like, what's going on here, sweetie? They're not even taking care of me, and I'm a U.S. citizen. Do you think they're going to yeah, take care exactly. of you? Do you yep. think they're going to take care of you? I'm, I've been homeless for three years, honey. I don't know what to tell you here, but you're not going to get a damn that nothing. You understand me? Absolutely. You made a terrible mistake. You were safer where you were. You were safer where you were. I'm, I guarantee you. I absolutely guarantee it. Because right now, you can't even afford to live here. Even if you came here, you can't afford to buy anything. So what are you doing? Where are you go? Why are you coming here? I don't understand. And all these people mm-hmm. have been messaging me going, these, my governor's telling me to house these people. Regular people are being told to house in, They're not being told to house homeless people that are already U.S. citizens. They're being told to house yeah. families of migrants. I'm like, you, this country, honey, this is, this, Earth is ghetto. <laughs> this is ghetto. This is real ratchet. I bet the Orions and people are like, oh, girl, what's happening? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. This is so bad. It's getting so bad. I don't know how he's going to make it to November. He can't. The Democrats have to fix this immediately. They have to. They're not going to make it. They're just not going to do it. You're just throwing people to the Republicans. As horrible as the Republicans are, come on. They're not, they would never allow a border crisis like this. They would nev- that would never happen. Absolutely not. They, they, this, is, this is insanity. This is insanity. It really is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know somebody who gets food stamps, and they're getting, I believe, $250 a month. You cannot eat $250 for a month I spend anymore. spend $250 a week on my family. <laughs> it sounded like Lily wanted, yeah. to, wanted to chime in here. Uh, what's up, Lily? Well, I haven't had time to verify this, but Ty, I was wondering if you had seen it, because it seems like it could be potentially interesting. Um, 200 of the fields and special for uh oh, she. Whoop. Lily, are you there? You kind of cut out. 
Hello. Yes, Hello. I'm here. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. Um, so apparently, and like I said, I haven't, you know, like verified this yet because I just recently saw it today, but um, 200 of the Navy SEALs and Special Forces Marines have apparently drafted one letter to Biden um, and his administration and one letter to the American people saying that the military has gone through all of the proper channels um, and there's a lot of like different rhetoric used, but basically saying that they are considering the government to be hostile and a domestic enemy. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And they're asking other mm. military now to sign it. Um, wow. And so I was just wondering, Ty, if you had seen that or if anybody else had seen that and what your thoughts were about it, because I um, try to be optimistic anyway, but that was kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah that, that's a, I've, not, I've not heard of it, but I'm like, I could sense that because, well, I know that's happening in other countries, other countries, militaries and people are starting to be like, you know what, <laughs> this is starting to get really out of control. Because as we all know, the populace doesn't want to go to war ever. This, these are not populist wars. They're fights between bankers. They have nothing to do with us at all. Nothing at all. So we don't, we don't know these people. We're not interested in fighting these people. So I think the military started to be like, you know, and they can't, by the, by the way, the military can't recruit people. They can't get anybody back. Nobody wants to do this anymore. So they're kind of, they're, they're, I don't know how this is going to play out. There's going to be a lot of robotics in this war. There's not going to be many people on the ground because people don't want to do this anymore. People are exhausted from war. But robots aren't. So we'll see well, how right. that plays. And they fired everybody who wouldn't get the shot. And the people who got the shot and stayed in are all having like massive like heart attacks and strokes. And we're talking about the healthiest, you know, people mm-hmm. that around like you, there are, there are, excuse me, weight limits and, you know, requirements for how far you have to be able to run. And like, you know, it, you, can't so have asthma, you can't have astigmatism. Yeah. You can't have yeah. any of those things. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, I also so. think, with the border, like, Ty, you kind of touched on it being unsafe for families, but also the thing that frustrates me, because, of course, you know, the narrative is that everyone who supports Texas just hates all immigrants, you know, and we're just, like, white supremacists that just don't want people here, which is clearly not the case, but I think it's convenient that nobody is bringing up, you know, like, the fact that we have a documented 86,000 children trafficked through the border, and we know there's, like, exactly. hundreds of thousands, probably millions, but... Um, you know, but those ones are actually specifically documented and nobody is, you know, like discussing that because I don't dislike immigrants at all whatsoever. Right. But, you well, know, like you have to be able to keep track of who's coming here and like, you know, like especially children yeah, I mean, that are not coming here with their own parents. Yeah, they're not always Hispanic. Some of them are actually like Muslim terror. Like some of them admitted they're Muslim terror. And other people are just, I think they're saying that they're the white supremacists, like, who? Do you mean the sheriff of that county? Oliveras? That guy? You might want to check. Right. Um, <laughs> I would check. Uh, <laughs> Oliveras? Sounds pretty white. Uh, I'd watch that. Uh, I just watched that white supremacy talk. That is not going to fly anymore. You can't just call people Nazis now every time you're mad at something. Not going to work. Right. Not going to work. Well, I I also think it, it's um, it's pretty hilarious when uh, I think what did Trump said uh, coyotes are bringing people over the border and then everybody on the left just was <laughs> like so what like the animal like how yeah. how much more have you soaked in? 
Do you remember when AOC went to the border and, like, she acted like she was crying and she was wearing all white and they did, like, a photo shoot of her being emotional about migrants oh, that crossing was, over that the border? Yeah, she, she's the queen. She's the queen of photo ops. She loves her little. She loves her little political stuff. Remember when she got? Remember when she was attacked at the Capitol, even though she was three blocks away in a different building? I remember that happened. Good time. Remember when she wore that dress that said uh, "Tax the Rich"? And there's photos of her getting dressed for the Met Gala. It was the Met Gala. You guys, you guys remember the meme out. I did where I wore white? I wore white and I did, and I did pictures side by side that said taxes are theft, and I smiled in the same way. It was really fun. Anyway. I was on her ass all year long. Uh, she was being groomed by all the people wearing masks. She wasn't wearing a mask, and she had that dress, tax the rich. It was just really ironic because all the poor yeah, people were, funny. like, waiting on her hand and foot. Well, she got ready, but they had to mask to protect her or whatever. Yeah, nothing ironic about fine. that at all. I, re- I remember being on her ass all year long because everything that came out of her mouth. I'm like, say something else stupid, honey, so I can just <laughs> rip you apart. She's the worst person in Congress. Can't stand it. Every second of her, I'm like, I'm going to hurt you. You better get away from me. She's terrible. You had to audition for that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a little like, bit. I, she auditioned to be, like, supported by that group who put her help put her in office. I was going to say that the it's interesting to watch the trafficking at the border issue become mainstream and become picked up by the left, the so-called left, whatever we call that anymore. Yeah. But there was that big article in the New York Times, Child Labor and the Broken Border. That was interesting to see. Now people are paying attention. Like just all the people wonder, who laughed at Trump. That I wonder. I wonder if that's possibly because um, Abbott. One of the new Abbott laws, by the way, is to penalize and criminalize corporations and people that use those specific means to get their labor, because they're using immigrants and children for their labor. So companies are still profiting off it, and now he's making that a criminal offense by like five thousand dollars or like fifteen years in prison. for you doing that for using those immigrants in that way? He was actually protecting immigrants from the colossal, you know, dictatorship of corporations in this in this country. So, my, if anything, he's helping them, not keeping them out. You know, <laughs> he's trying to prevent their unused labor from being exploited, essentially. So, mm-hmm. did you see too, like um, the reports about how? I can't remember her name right now, but there's a woman that opened this really big shelter like 30 miles north of Eagle Pass. Um, and she was like housing, um, you know, like undocumented immigrants that were women and children and doing work with like, um, you know, to help rape victims and domestic violence and trafficked women and children and all of these really cool things. And then the government, the feds tried to shut her down during COVID, um, claiming that it like wasn't safe or whatever, and now she's being flooded with all of these undocumented men like trying to break in and take people from mm-hmm. the shelter and do all these really messed up things. And so it was really like when we were talking about the convoy, we briefly touched on them. I was really excited because they are um, like there were some videos saying, you know, like well I live in Texas and there's not this huge convoy at Eagle Pass, but it's because they're 
literally 30 miles north, um, they surrounded her shelter first to protect her and the women and children staying there and then um, are lining like down through Eagle Pass. And I thought that was pretty cool. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Getting up for them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's like, it's not everybody's coming here. It's just like, we're just, we're just coming here to speak about it. No, no, no. They're, they're also still, because I mean, there's a lot of so-called liberal women here in, 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 the, in, the, in the States that are like, but men are, yeah, that includes those men. So those men are also coming here, by the way. Those men that you're mad about, they're coming. So you got to protect yourself from those. That's why they become illegally, because otherwise you can't track them or do anything, and they can in mass come to you. So that's kind of a problem, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's a problem. That's all I'm saying. So like, yeah, you can't hold like... two positions simultaneously. you got to hold one of them. So. Yeah, it's such a ninja mind trick. Like, how did they get us to feel like that was not us, but the country – they vilified people who were against open borders and yet they were just saying the people who wanted some border control were saying the exact same thing that liberals were saying in the 10, 20 years ago. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And especially for people. And I, yeah. You know, and one thing that really bothers me is that not that people aren't allowed to have an opinion, but like, it seems like people are like scholars on border security and, you know, living, <laughs> you know, in, in Kansas, you know, living in, in the middle of this, of the, of the country. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. people like I've lived in San Diego pretty much my entire life. And I can tell you that, you know, as somebody who lives, in a border city, it is a, a real problem. And it, to get people to, to think that, oh, no, these people are just coming here for a better life and all of this stuff. I'm sure there's some people here that are coming here for a better life. But that's not the case for the majority of the people who are crossing illegally. You know, you co- if you come in through a port of entry, you, you know, you're, um, you're able to seek, the, you know, the refuge of the system. But if you come over, you know, illegally – you know, what, what is the point? What is the point of coming over illegally? If, if you just walked in through a port of entry, you would be safe at least until your case gets heard. They're, they're not looking to come here illegal. They're not looking to come here legally and set up a new life. They're, they're, there's something else going on. Right. And that's, and that's, assuming, that's assuming the place you're coming to is better. It's like going to Ashwood to find a place to sleep. Like, you're, they're not taking right. care of their own citizens. So how are they going to take care of you? That's not going to happen. That's just yeah. delusional. That's wildly delusional. So like, that's well, what not, I mean. yeah. it's not even a matter of taking care of them. If, 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 if your country is going to displace its own population of 7.5 million and counting, then there's no reason for, you to, for people to be migrating to that place. You said, that doesn't make any sense. That's completely irrational. I don't, I don't see why. And then also these people are not really against border. It's not that they're, they're mad about border control because they have a house. They have an apartment. They need a safe space. Well, safe space is what? Borders. Do you see the pro- mm-hmm. you see? Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. People are not against things. They're just against it when it doesn't benefit them. That's the only problem. That's the only issue it's been for every single issue that exists. They're fine with it as long as it benefits them. But the moment it doesn't, outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> exactly. Hey, do you guys mind? It's a, it's a trained thing of narcissism that we're, we're programmed into, which so is breaking that mental mode. Do you guys mind if we switch to read it? Oh, go do you ahead. mind if I just really quick? I looked up this New York Times article. I just want to say how amazing it is that they went from one of the main points that they used to turn people against Trump was saying that he was um, 
putting kids in cages and that he was separating kids from adults at the border mainly because there was a problem with people saying they were the parent when they weren't. And now, finally, the left or the mainstream, quote-unquote, is picking up this problem and trying to talk about it. So I just wanted to read a tiny bit of this article from the New York Times. Over the past 15 years, entering the U.S. without legal permission has become easier, especially for children. A 2008 law intended to protect children from harm on the Mexican side of the border has meant that children can usually enter the country without documentation. As Hannah writes, in the 15 years since, the carve-out has become widely known in Central America where it shapes the calculations of destitute families. Likewise, a 2015 ruling by the federal judge made it easier for children to enter the country with their families. These changes aren't the only reason for migration, blah, blah, blah. After unaccompanied children come to the U.S., authorities place them with so-called sponsors, adults who are supposed to care for the children and ensure they attend school. Frequently, though, the sponsors allow the children to work full-time, knowing that their parents need the money that working children can wire home. The children use false documents to get the jobs, and employers accept them even when they're obviously incorrect. In many communities, child labor has become an open secret. Yet this modern version of child labor brings the same terrible costs that led this country to ban the practice in the early 20th century. Children are exhausted. Many never graduate from high school or learn necessary skills to find decent paying work as adults. Some, like Marcos, suffer gruesome injuries while working jobs intended for adults. I'll just leave you with that. So I just think it's really interesting that the things that people hated Trump for are now being talked about, and they were mischaracterized when he tried to bring them up. Yeah. Um, right. Exactly. Because but that's just another example of the, the mainstream media um, shaping opinions, even if they're, even if they're not the right, you know, even if they're fake, even if they're completely made up. Yeah. yeah I remember at the time when he was separating children and just that outcry, children in cages, who built the cages? It was already there. All that infrastructure was already there. That was not a Trump problem. No, exactly. A lot of, uh, a lot of things he did as a president, and the president is the, is the executive branch, which means their job is not to create the laws, but to enforce the laws. So the laws are already there, and they're just enforcing them. So much like they don't blame Obama for what happened for Bush, Trump is not responsible for what Obama signed into law in 2012, which was what? Indefinite detainment, assassination with drones, no trial, white vans can come and pick you up and take you away, signed into law with his signature on the contract. Sorry, I know people don't like it. That's the reality of it. And it will be brought up when Michelle Obama starts running. We will bring it up. We will bring it up ad nauseum. That contract was treasonous. It was the worst thing signed in American history in a long time. Noam Chomsky sued him in court over that. That's how bad that was. I want you to know. But people need to understand that. When they start championing people, they don't. When they, what did Malcolm X say? Be careful who they villainize or champion because both of those things are wrong. They're both wrong, most likely. So, Which uh, is the one that Noam Chomsky was up in arms about? 
the NDAA Act of 2012. There's the provisions added to the NDAA Act of 2012, which was re-signed again this year, by the way. Um, so, yeah. And the Patriot Act. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what were yeah. you saying before, Danielle? Um, I would like to, to change gears if you guys are okay with it. And um, oh, did we lose Ty? I think we just lost Ty. He'll call back. Um, but uh, I'd like to change gears a little bit and uh, play that clip, that, uh, you know, of basically Netanyahu um, talking about the river to the sea, from the river to the sea, and Netanyahu basically openly calling for genocide. Uh, are you guys good with that? Can I just play that clip and yeah. we can chat about it for the last hour? Absolutely. Sure, yeah. I love you. I have to go, but I'll call back in if I can. But thank you so okay. much for having me on your show. Oh, anytime. We love you so much, Lily. I love you so much. Sorry to interrupt. I just felt like that might be an okay time to, to say that really No, fast. that yeah. Great. Awesome. Okay. Well, hopefully you can call back in. If not, um, we'll, we'll talk to you um, when we talk to you. Definitely. And if I can't, long live Palestine. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, here comes Ty. Yes. Here's Ty. Oh. Sorry, yeah, that my headphones died, so I was like, let me end that call. <laughs> it, just, it just cut it off, oh. so anyway, I come back. Okay. No problem. <laughs> I'm going to play a clip, um, and this is uh, actually a Jimmy Dore clip, but they're talking about, uh, it's, they're covering how um, Netanyahu is basically openly calling for genocide um, and using the phrase from the river to the sea to to justify it to you know mm, so especially yep. when we yep, got yep, so many yep. people all up in arms about um uh, about people you know with these chants like and, and i never really understood this anyway how people can be like well look right there they said it they said from the river to the sea palestine will be free uh so that clearly shows right there that they want to kill all jews wait wait what what like how how do people Oh, I know why. I know exactly why. It's actually, it's actually a confusion of two words, which somebody, Viva Fry pointed it out, a legal litigator. I was like, oh, that's why they said that. I, we'll play it, play it. It'll, it'll make sense. It'll make sense after you hear it. Okay, awesome. Okay, um, here we go. Three, two, one. You may have heard the phrase, from the river to the sea, um, which we've been told is genocidal. genocidal. Yeah. Even though, um, I believe it was James Zogby, who tweeted out that he had polled both Israelis and Palestinians about what their ideal future would be for the region. And they both said a one-state solution. Both of them said that. For Palestinians, that meant Jews and Arabs living together under a democracy. And for Israelis, it meant you get all of the Palestinians and Arabs out of the region, and it becomes only... A Jewish state. So, but but according to uh, a lot of uh, Zionists, from the river to the sea is a genocidal phrase when used by pro-Palestinians, but apparently not when used by Benjamin Netanyahu, as you'll see. Uh, so Netanyahu tells the U.S. to go get its fucking shine box. Uh, he tells them he opposes the creation of Palestinian states after the Gaza War. He doesn't even say it privately. He doesn't even say it in those quiet conversations that Blinken assures us they're having. He just said that shit right out in the open. Rebuts White House by saying, 
all territory west of Jordan River would be under Israeli security control. Sounds suspiciously like he wants all the territory from the river to the sea. In fact, he literally said that. For 30 years, I am very consistent, and I'm saying something very simple. This conflict is not on the lack of a state of Palestinian, but the existence of a state, the Jewish state. Every area that we evacuate, we receive terrible terror against that. It happened in South Lebanon, in Gaza, and also today in Samaria, which we did it. And therefore, I clarify that in other arrangements, any other arrangement, in the future, the state of Israel has to control on the entire area from the river to the uh, sea. This is what happens when you have sovereignty. This truth, I say to our American friends, and I also stop the attempt to impose on us a reality that will jeopardize us. A prime minister in Israel has to be able to say no, even to the best of friends, to say no when you need to and to say yes when you can. Okay, so the American people should understand Israel would fold tomorrow if we were not funding them and giving them weapons. They would be overwhelmed tomorrow. No, the Arab world does not hate us for our 7-Elevens. They hate us because of that. They do not hate us because of our freedom. They hate us because of that. And he is so confident in his position, rightly so, I would say, with the American government, that he is, he is willing at a moment when he knows that Joe Biden is getting killed in the polls by his position on this, um, still tells him, go fuck yourself. No, no Palestinian state. No, he literally uses the phrase from the river to the sea, which we have been told is genocide. Just, just amazing. He did. No, he didn't tweet it. We'll get to that. Uh, Keaton, anything? No, yeah. I mean, it, well, I mean, it makes total sense. I mean, it's not in his interest to uh, do what's best for Joe Biden. You know, right. Trump wins, uh, Trump he'll have just as easy time right. with him. It doesn't right. matter. It's not easier. Yeah. Uh, so Israel's prime minister has told the Biden White House that he rejects any moves to establish a Palestinian state when Israel ends its offensive against Gaza, and that all territory west of the Jordan River would be under Israeli security control. Netanyahu has sought to obstruct the establishment of a Palestinian state throughout his political career, despite occasional lukewarm endorsements of the idea. His public statement on Thursday, however, represented his sharpest rebuttal of U.S. foreign policy at a time when the Biden administration has expended huge domestic political capital to support Israel militarily and in international forums. The White House responded by saying the U.S. would continue working towards a two-state solution and that there could be no Israeli reoccupation of Gaza when the war concluded. Now, we'll get into it, but... How? What are they going to do about it? What are they going to do about it? In a further development shortly after Netanyahu's address, Mexico and Chile announced they had referred Israeli actions in the occupied Palestinian territories to the prosecutor of the International Criminal Court for the investigation of possible war crimes. The Mexican foreign ministry said it had taken the step over growing concern about the latest escalation of violence and civilian casualties. 
The U.S. had been urging Israel to scale back its offensive in Gaza and had been pushing for an end to the phase of major fighting. It said the establishment of a Palestinian state should be part of the day after. There has been increasingly visible frustration among senior Biden officials with the Israeli prime minister. Netanyahu's explicit rejection of a Palestinian state is also likely to complicate support for Israel among other countries, not least in Europe, who have long backed the two-state solution envisioned in the Oslo agreements. It will also undermine Israel's attempts to normalize relations with countries in the Middle East that have long backed Palestinian statehood. See, that, that is what I'm saying. It's a- so we're almost halfway through. I'd love to like get your opinion on what they've said so far um, and uh, the volume. I'm uh, getting over a cold, so I can't really hear as well mm-hmm. as I normally do. So is the volume okay? Was mm-hmm. it, was that yes. good too? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, by, by the way, Daniel, you sound like Joan Crawford today. I love the deep voice. It's fantastic. Uh, anyway. I, uh, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> Just, I, I, have, I have COVID. Very sultry. Like, I got COVID. So, uh, anyway. I like it. It's very like sultry. I just, I'm into it. I'm feeling it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Should do the late night version. Um, right. anyway, but, um, okay. So, uh, Ty, why don't you go first this time? What, what did you think about this so far? We still, we're about halfway through. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, that's a complicated issue because he's like half right about it. There, there, there was, there was one little mini critique I wanted to give him. It's not that, cause he's right about it. It's, they don't really hate you for your freedoms and all that, but they kind of still do, though. Here's the thing. If you've talked to people in France um, who are kind of being overrun by this population, they're very, very angry about the, what's the word, liberation of women there. Um, the women there are very sassy. They're very, you know, French. Uh, and they don't like that. Well, then that would be a hatred of freedom. Here. So, so uh, just kind of throwing that out there. So it's, it's not it's, – they do want their own thing, but they also do kind of want control. So you got let's not, let's not put – we can't do the hero or the villain complex with everybody. Like there's, there's parts that are bad and parts that are good. So it's just very strange, though. But, uh, the, but he's right, though, that I think Israel would just collapse on itself. I mean, that's why it's there. Without us, it doesn't really – who's backing it other than that? You know what I mean? Like who's, who's supporting it? Nobody. Nobody really is. Yeah. Nobody's yep. really doing that. So it's like, Five that's items, the problem. So right, that's, right. that's, that's and, the real thing I get. Okay. Uh, and Kate, what do you think? Well, I had shared a video from Scott Ritter earlier. And what he had to say, this is a 21-minute video, so I'm not going to ask you to play it. But I'll just read what I took away from the video, which I mm-hmm. – well, yeah, no, his the, video, the Jim Dore. What's uh, that? His Ritter's video or Jimmy Dore's video? The I posted for you to watch Ritter's video in response to Dore's video. Oh, so I'll I just see. read you my takeaway from this video. That was my response. Well, okay, but however, you, we're not done with this video yet. I'd like to get through this audio, and then I and then definitely sure. I'd love to do that. There's only like it's halfway done, so. And the rest of this is, uh, we might not even play the whole thing, but, uh, but there is some very important points. Uh, and and if, yeah, all right. So let's just do that, and then we'll do the, the Ritter video, which I missed. I'm sorry, I had sure. COVID. 
Um, oh, it's okay. But, Don't worry about it. It's just what he what he wants to touch upon is the fact that the, is a lot of people in Israel are sick of this too, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. So okay. Netanyahu, who's putting him up to this? Why does he want to do this? Nobody wants it, including the people who are he's killing in his own, you know, so-called country. Right. Exactly. Uh, and okay, let's just finish the rest of this, and then we'll and then we'll get into it. Three, two, one. It, yeah, it surprises me the ineptitude of it because all he has to do is pay lip service to it to give these countries and their leaders cover. No, no, no. He's for a two-state solution, and then when you get there, you just don't do it. That's pretty much been Israel's whole history regarding yeah, well, this. Well, not if you have a lot of blackmail on people, you don't have to do shit. Nope. Yeah. BB has made his aims clear. This is from censored men. Will Western governments continue to support this genocidal maniac? Yes. Yeah. A thousand yeah. times yeah. we told. Okay, and now I, I, you know, we may even just stop it there, but I think that, um, oh, I forget the guy's name, uh, his the co-host or whatever, um, yeah. says, yeah, because they have blackmail on us, basically. Like, because right. everybody's blackmailed. That's what mm-hmm. it is right there. And everybody who's mm-hmm. all, like, in the know about Epstein and still supporting Israel, knowing that Mossad had, you know, it's a dual operation. It's Mossad and it's the United States. That Epstein Island and the penthouse and the, you know, West Palm Beach, Florida and, um, you know, all and the Zoros Ranch, all of these things were, were they were recorded. They were videoed. There's video recordings of everything that happened in all of his property sets. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, when people, that's why people like Alan Dershowitz, okay, cool. Alan Dershowitz, if you, I, I assume you got a massage at least, right? And you know mm-hmm. it's on video. And you know, if you did other things, that's on video too. So the people who are, are squealing the loudest, you know, I, I don't know. I have to wonder because people have said that Alan Dershowitz was there and all of that stuff. Um, he knew that they were all being recorded. He knew it. Um, everybody knew it pretty much. Uh, and and where do you think they're hiding all of them? That's where they're hiding them. So mm-hmm. all, all the yeah. people we're trying to get, that's where they're hiding them. That's exactly why. So. Mm-hmm. On these in these locations, yeah. right? Well, the Zoros Ranch, I think I don't know about the Zoros Ranch, but the uh, the governor, I think, of um, New Mexico at the time, when it got to her attention, came to her attention that the Zoros Ranch property was in Epstein's name. Um, she tore it up, made a big, you know, public, you know, announcement about it. We're terminating, we're terminating this lease, you know. I, but I think that's when she found out that there was stuff going on, that these were under, these were operations, they were honeypots. And whether well, those hopefully, honey- the, hopefully the whole thing and not just the top part, because remember, underneath. Mm-hmm. That's something that's a whole different dimension, Ty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That? Tunnels. There's tunnels under all of these places. That lead to each other, by the way. That lead to each mm-hmm. other, miles and miles. Anyway, just saying. Yeah. No, I'm not. Nobody's saying that there's a, you know, that there's a tunnel that leads to, you know, uh, the New York penthouse. It, it's, yeah, it's not a portal. It's a tunnel. You know, but, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's a portal too. No, I'm kidding. But um, we still have CERN and shit too. So I don't know. Right. We don't know yet, but we'll see. 
Right. Yeah, but the point that I'm totally trying to make bizarre. is... What's that? It, it, makes people, it makes people totally bizarre when they're faced with this damning evidence of genocide and they just say, oh, we're not so sure like Anthony Blinken with the, right. the you know, international people, I think, starting in South Africa, saying, hey, we condemn this. This is genocide. We want to bring you to justice. And Blinken mm. is saying, well, we'll think about it. <laughs> well, it's like, what? Because <laughs> they're filming all this stuff. <laughs> I just, it, well, it, I just yeah. forwarded a clip, and I might be able to find a little bit. But, and it's just crazy. Yeah. That's a Carl Jung quote. That's a Carl Jung quote, by the way. I believe the tunnel underneath Epstein Island um, did have a tunnel. It it was to a submarine docking station, is my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a Carl Jung quote. That's a a Carl Jung quote that people will do anything, no matter how absurd, in order to avoid facing their own souls. Yeah. Um, we have a, a person in the chat who just said uh, they were conducting DNA experiments as well. Uh, there are tunnels in every uh, location where uh, Lazars were prominent. I don't know what that is. It's K-H-A-Z-A-R-S. Um, but um, anyway, but so the point is, is that, yeah, this is just, we're just scratching the, the surface here. Um, tunnels are everywhere. Let me, I'll, I'll, did you put it in the Seeds of Change, Kate? Um, I just, yes, I did. And starting at, it looks like about 9.20, Anthony Blinken is talking at his press conference. Let me see if I can. Yeah, about 9.20 would give, yeah, it, give yeah, you I, his Yeah, I'm almost there. Longer. 9.20. Here we go. Oh, I got it. Here, let me do it. Perfect. Got it. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. The civilian population does not constitute a war crime by itself. Nothing else. Yes, I read the indictment, and as I said, and I, we stand by what we, what we said about this. We find it without merit. We found, find it counterproductive, and I'll leave it there. Now. Okay, there he there he says it, folks. Um, Can that you was believe he just has the gall to just look at people and say these outrageous things, denying all these horrible things. Are you kidding? He took classes on how to do that. You know what I mean? Like that's that's it's fun. Yeah, that's what they do. Like that's their job. job. Remember my my old name? Remember my old name? Like why would you why would you why would you pay the FBI to solve crimes when you could pay them to pretend to solve crimes? If Mm. they solve it they're not a job. Or pay they don't have a job if they solve it. Cover. So it doesn't make any sense. They're not going to solve anything. <laughs> what would be the function of them if they solved it? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the person in the chat's talking about tunnels all over Switzerland. They're, yeah, exactly. You know, and um, like I, I live in Why San Diego. Why do you think Diego, Switzerland is so have, ready? Switzerland already, they're involved. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, Sweden and Switzerland are, have had 210 years of peace, and they're like, well, I guess we should have to get ready for war. Yeah, because you're, you're the scapegoat. <laughs> You've been mm-hmm. you've been in the sidelines going, We're not here, we're not involved, you're specifically involved, specifically. <laughs> That's the thing. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So 
um, anyway, it just really like, it bugs me that people um, who, like I said, seem to be in the know all about, know all about Epstein and all of his associates. And of course, Trump is guilty, right? Like they all know that everybody who's an expert knows that, that Trump is, is guilty. Right. Um, That's probably why he, he, probably why Epstein was finally prosecuted under his administration. Hello. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't have anything to do with that? Come on. These are the same people that, that say he's guilty of something that they couldn't prove in court just now. He did that thing. He incited the thing. You mean that thing that you couldn't prove in court? But they're still saying he's guilty of it anyway. You know, they mm-hmm. couldn't prove it. They had overwhelming, they had overwhelming people that hated him. Every, nobody support. Everyone was against him, and you couldn't prove it against him, even though everyone hates him. Everybody mm-hmm. in the court hates him. Couldn't prove it. But it's still true anyway. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the level of delusion you have to be at. I mean, that's just that's blind hatred. It's just it has nothing to do with facts or reason. It's just blind hatred, right? For people who right. won't, re- who can't accept themselves, who refuse to go inward and see what they collectively have caused, <laughs> that they helped cause this issue, that they won't take responsibility for it. They will not do this. They will blame anybody and everybody else around before they blame themselves. They're not going to do it. It has been a collective trauma-based society. That's what it is. It's so sad to watch. Such an really important is. thing for us to talk about is that Trump was told he has to pay $83 million to this woman who says he raped her, but she doesn't even know what year it happened in, and it <laughs> hasn't been proven. So Weird, it's huh? the kind of thing that for anyone else, it would just get laughed out of court. But they're just yeah, stretching it out and stretching it out, even though he's not been convicted of this rape. But, it'll, but, it'll, but that's when – but see, they switch positions when they lose, and they go, well, see, the justice system is corrupt. Oh, except for when you want to prosecute conservatives, and then it's just, right? <laughs> so, so, I mean, like, they don't really care either way. They just want their way. That's what it is. They don't, right. really, they don't have laws Navarro or ethics or anything. <laughs> it's, it's funny yeah. to me. I think it's funny. But Right. Navarro just got four months in jail for, um, for refusing um, a congressional uh, subpoena, right? But uh, – <laughs> Who wants to be go to court and this is a monkey court? It's a like a banana republic. Kangaroo. Or yeah, yeah kangaroo. kangaroo court. Not monkey, kangaroo. Which animal we don't know. But yeah. <laughs> like it's like but they're it's process charges. It's stuff that you do to your political enemy to shut them up and get them exactly. out of the way. Precisely. Yep. That's it. Right. And the Georgia case is gonna go away. How can it not go away? You know, like that's Mm-hmm. The DA is going to be in jail, and so is the prosecutor. They're going to be in jail um, if there's any justice in the world because of uh, – and it shows clear collusion between the DA's office and the White House. Like the, the, the prosecutor had the balls to charge the company um, or the, the city to go and have private meetings at the White House. Like he had the balls to, to bill, like as, a, yeah. as if billable hours. Yeah, amazing. if and Trump had done amazing. that, they would just have a field day. Oh, yeah, they'd never stop talking so about it. That's all they would talk about. <laughs> <laughs> they it'd be that. nonstop every day. And remember, <laughs> Trump still makes a lot of money for them, so they don't really care either way. Because as long as it makes money and they get eyeballs on those, on those articles, they're good to go. They don't really care whether or not something's true. They care about whether or not there's engagement, because that's how social media is now. So it's exactly. just that's what it is. The truth has been kind of skewed in this sort of 
That's why. That's why we just. Did you say earlier we played that clip where this woman's like, "Well, we used to control the truth, and now we can't mm-hmm. control it." And, that's, and they'll openly say that to you. Well, we don't get to control it, and that's a problem. Yeah, the like, that's problem a problem. Is, for them. That's a, yeah, that's a that's literal a problem. problem for them. Yeah. It was at Davos, they don't wasn't get to it? it? Yeah. What's that? It a, I mean, it was at Davos, right? Didn't they just get on stage and they're like, yes. "The problem is, is we're having a hard time yes. getting our arms around." This big, big problem, you know. As, 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 as if they arms. could control it. As, as, exactly. if they have, as if they had the ability to go back in time and fix, like, what are they, they going to do, erase 10 years of our live cast and connections? What are they going to do? They can't do it. They can't, do, yeah, they well, can't put the cat back in the bag. That's not going to happen. That's they're delusional trying. thinking. That's absolutely delusional. So they're trying, they're trying to erase stuff on social media. I mean, we've all been censored on uh, – yeah. Yeah, well, it's the only thing they can do because they can't erase the connections because we've already made them. I'm still talking to Danielle. I'm still ta- like they're still. We already yeah. met each other. Mm-hmm. They can't erase people's experiences. But <laughs> they're trying to gaslight right. you to your face about something you saw happen. That's not going to happen. That's not happening. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's like trying to Very gaslight people about the Hindenburg disaster. That doesn't make any sense. They all watched it live. That's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> so it's just it's just delusional people caught up in. The, but that's what happens when people are delusional. They don't understand that they're they're out of touch with reality. They become out of pride when things don't go their way. I'm like, yeah, that's going to keep happening. You don't get to choose which facts are true. You don't get to do that. Because if you could, wouldn't we all do that? Okay, then. That's the whole thing. We don't get a choice. You just have to accept it. They just don't like that idea. Too bad. It's not your choice to make, Elite. Sorry, you're going to do it. You're going to do one or the other. What, yeah. you seen, nobody gets away from it. Nobody gets to escape it. You will do this in the end. You can do it by choice or by force, but you will do it. So. Yeah, like right. they just think we're so stupid. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. To be fair, a lot of us are, but it's not by choice. It's because we were conditioned to be oh, that way. Sure. So <laughs> I give people yeah. passes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was. True. You know, I think we all yeah, were at one point. All yes, I mean, yeah, we all were at one point, so we have to be lenient. We have to be compassionate. So Right. Well, we got rewarded. Like, and I, it really got rewarded me, like, in people. public education for just regurgitating information. Exactly. Right, right. Um, and that's why, like, I get kind of, like, irritated at people who are like, oh, Russell Brand, you know, look, he's posing, covering one eye one time, you know, and, oh, look, that's a triangle <laughs> on his, you know, on his uh, yeah. wrist. It's like, okay, you know what? I was ready to vote for Hillary, you know? I was ready to vote for her. That's how indoctrinated I was. And um, so people do change. And so to, to think that people, okay, well, he used to be on the bad side. So now we have to disregard everything that he's saying, even though right. I can watch, I can watch anything, you know, I could watch Hillary Clinton. I could watch, you know, Bush. I could, I could watch any media figure I want and I can differentiate decipher for myself. If the things that they're saying are true or if the things that they're saying are false. I mean, I'm not even like, even up to the point of Bill Gates, if Bill Gates comes out and says, Oh my God, stop getting vaccines because they're poison. I would believe Bill Gates. I would also believe that he would have an, a, you know, a secondary, third, you know, motive, probably all the way down to forty seventh motive, you know, motive for doing this kind of stuff. They none of these people do anything, you know, um, with just one thing in mind, right? So Bill Gates coming yeah. out and saying, "Oh my gosh, you shouldn't take vaccines." I would say that Bill Gates told the truth, and everybody out there, most people out there, would be like, "Well." How could you possibly believe Bill Gates? How could you possibly be promoting him? No, I'm I'm, I'm promoting truth. I, yeah. I'm, well, even all. a broken clock is right twice a day, honey. So, Correct. Somebody, so somebody sent me a video this week about this. 
my friend who totally means well and he's an, an amazing researcher deep, deep, deep into the heart of what might be behind all this weirdness. He said, he sent me the video from Amazing Polly, who I did learn a lot about Epstein from, but she was going on a rant about Russell Brand, Jimmy Dore, not so much targeting them, but she had a big, like, chart with all these people, mostly Brett Weinstein, she was going off on, and John, Dr. John Campbell, who she stressed was just a doctor of philosophy and a, and a nurse. He's not a medical doctor. Okay, well, nurses have to go to school too. They know something as well. She was trying to paint this picture that this is the new controlled opposition. Brett Weinstein, Jimmy Dore, Russell Brand was, was in this truck. I was just like, ah, oh, I love you, Polly, but give it a rest. You know yeah, I qualify it. Yeah, because anybody can make that claim about anybody. We can do that. We can make that claim about her. Anybody who's well, more popular than somebody else is, is labeled is labeled controlled opposition. I'm like, well, then everyone is. Peel <laughs> swan, yeah, everybody. Exactly. That's not how it that works. Like, it seems like coming from a little bit of sour grapes. Like, well, I was yeah, from you yeah, that's some jealousy there. That's jealousy. Yeah, well, but it is a weird question. Why are some banned and others aren't? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they can, well, so they can monitor I, us. Can so they can say? watch us because they need to know where we're at. They need to know where the populace is. So they can watch us. Well, then so. you know what I should do? I should do a whole video on Amazing Polly, and I'm not going to because I really want to be. I actually want to be friends <laughs> with her. I think she's awesome. You know, yeah, but like awesome. I could do, I could do a whole video on how she didn't even start out as a researcher. She got her face or her YouTube following because she did makeup tutorials. Did anybody yeah. know that? Maybe she's controlled yeah. up. Mm-hmm. She already has. Exactly. Anybody can make that claim about anyone. And they, well, they've made that claim about you, haven't they? They've made that claim about you, Danielle, and me. They've said that it's me, because why? Because I'm a black guy in a dress. So, therefore, I'm Illuminati, and I'm working with the – see, they just make – just because just people are a thing doesn't mean that they're controlled opposition. Russell Brand works in entertainment. So, they, so therefore, he's Illuminati. No, no. Not all entertainers are devil worshippers, guys. That's not how that yes. works. That's not how That's that operates. That's what people said about me, too, because I was an actor. Because I made an a independent film. They said, oh, that means that you're – you're Illuminati. <laughs> like, state or state for worshiping. Yeah, you mean they just make shit up. They just make it up. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, uh. do you want to talk about that Scott Ritter video as well? And yeah, maybe please, show a little bit do. of that? Yep. Do you want me to just say, like, when I send it to you, I just try to do a little, um, not exactly a synopsis, but just share kind of what he was saying that I thought was my takeaway. So Netanyahu originally used the phrase from the river to the sea in the 1980s, he said, Scott Ritter said, Netanyahu has 4% approval rating and Israelis are losing their appetite for war as they witness the use of the Hannibal Doctrine, wherein Israelis are expected to kill their own rather than let them be taken hostage by terrorists. It's also coming out that a large portion of the Israeli partygoers on October 7th were actually killed by crossfire from Israeli soldiers and police. So the whole thing is imploding. They are losing their trained forces quickly. Another issue is the historical success of embedding in one's own rebel, which is so that's what the Palestinians are doing in Gaza. So you can watch watch this clip. So for further information, it is 21 minutes long. So I can try to find any of those points 
specifically if we want to focus on any of those things I just said. But isn't that shocking about the Hannibal Doctrine? That is so disgusting. That is just so sad. Again, again, going back to the, you know, the Israel love, like in America, like there's so many people that, you know, Israel can do no wrong. They completely forget about the the Epstein connection, all of that, um, you know, and uh, it's just this really like weird phenomenon because these same people are, you know, anti-mask, anti-vax. They saw through the Ukraine war, you know, you look at Clay and Buck. You know, which took over for for Rush Limbaugh. Same thing. They they were you know they were right on so many different things. Uh, and then when it comes to Israel, no, that everything that I'm seeing, um, you know, coming out from October seventh uh, is real. And these are also people that that call out when war crimes are fake. Like they they've all. They see the Kuwaiti video, the mm-hmm. you know, babies in incubators. They know that the weapons of mass destruction thing was, was not real. You know, there's so many false flags that just kind of the sarin gas attack in, in, uh, in Syria. Like it, it was all, it was fake. It was, you know, these were actual hoaxes, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. It, you know, maybe somebody died because Israel was, was shooting back, right? But these other things. Um, I, I don't know. I, if it's what Scott Ritter says and the, the parents are actually, or the people are actually killing themselves and killing their children, you know, because, uh, in or, you know, no, instead of being taken hostage, right? Like, that's, that's yeah. one thing. But, you know, these people also believe that, we, that our country lies about false flags. And these people also know that we give the most money to Israel. We might as well just call it America 2.0. Really, yeah. Um, and they can't see through this. Their their heads are so, um, I don't know. They're so brainwashed that they believe all of these other things are fake, and and the government is is lying about it, except Israel. Yeah. You see, it proves to you that everybody has their biases. So every 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 political group, every faction. So it's not. I mean, it's not just. It's not a left right issue. Everyone has their bias. So like, the, the right has that. Where they're like, everything's mm-hmm. fake except for Israel. Well, right. It's, it's, right. it's the same. It's the exact same bias. That's what I say. All polarities will meet in the extreme. They'll all all paradoxes will be reconciled. Because then the left's having the same problem. The left's having the exact same problem. Oh, it, it's there's patriarchy. There's racism. But it's also protecting us from a virus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's the same. It's the same government. It's not like a different. It's not like the Lord of the Rings Council and the government. It's the same people. So. There, this is what Orwell calls doublethink, a society of doublethink, people that hold two contrary positions simultaneously. That's exactly, exactly why this world's like it. You can't do that. You have to pick one, but it's too hard to do that. It's too difficult because somebody has to give up something. They have to give up mm-hmm. one of their stances, which is going to be really inconvenient, super right. inconvenient, because it opens a whole new can of worms that they're not ready to deal with. Just people aren't ready to face these things. They're not ready to face them because of what the, what the implications are logically if they do so. That's the problem. That's the main issue here. So, yeah. And and for the record, amazing. Uh, oh, did you say amazing, Polly, or really graceful? Polly. Oh no. Okay, then scratch all of that. I still love um, uh, really graceful. I really thought that's what you what you said. My bad. Um, oh, sorry. But no, yeah, amazing. Polly's gotten a couple of them wrong, unfortunately. She was just angry because she's been banned from a lot of these. Um, social media than these other voices haven't. So she's saying, 
therefore they must be controlled opposition. Right, exactly. But they so, might just be more subtle. They might be flipping it in in a more exactly. subtle way. Like, like, for example, like, I'm banned from places, but I know why. I'm not like, but I was so nice. I wasn't. So <laughs> I wasn't nice. So that's why. That's exactly I'm just rude and hostile about it. So that makes sense. If you're nice and disciplined, yeah, you can stay there. But I don't, I'm, well, I'm way too direct about it. So that's the problem. That's the issue. You have to be aware Dore of yourself, always, too. You have to, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like Jimmy Dore always does that thing where he just, like, says it jokingly, but he says, and for the censors at YouTube, we know the vaccines are safe and helpful. Like, he's playing the game. He's doing the yeah, he's playing the game. It's, it's fun. You see, he understands. Like, you you well, can't be unaware of your own presence. Like, you have to know what you're doing. <laughs> right. Really, and, it's funny. Well, and Jimmy Dore, so, okay, so, so fun fact, Jimmy Dore actually has some sort of in with his lawyer um, at uh, YouTube. Right. So or, or, you know, so they got a hold of somebody in some kind of department that actually makes the rules on who gets banned and who doesn't and who is, you know, monetized and who isn't um, and was given a set of, like a very specific set of things that you can and cannot say. Um, and you can say some things in a satirical way, which is, I think, another reason that Jimmy Dore gets around it a little bit. Um, and then the little, it's safe and effective. I have to let you, I have to push back on you there. You know, he, so these guests can come on and say whatever, whatever they want, as long as they say, I'm going to have to push back on you now. Um, there, they are safe and they are effective. Mm. So for the longest time, he actually, you know, just was able to get the, the metrics that we had no idea. Like we, like my YouTube channel got, um, got banned partially because of medical misinformation. And then the other one was bullying and harassment. And mm. yeah, well, I think that was you, Ty, to be honest, like sometimes you went yep, on rants and I me. loved it and that, they were true. That was me. Love you. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. I don't know who I was bullying. Yeah, no, but I, yeah, I am. I, I, get, I get accused of bullying a lot, which is why I usually have to tone down a bit because I'm like, say something else, you dumb cunt. But see, that's why I've stopped doing that a lot because I'm like, okay, clearly in the new age, that's not going to be tolerated. So I have to at least try to be a yeah. decent, respectable person. So. Ah, oh well, we had so good time. Could we just do a little bit of this clip? I'm I've been looking at the closed captioning to try to could be interesting, and I yeah. thought maybe we could start at ten ten thirty, so ten minutes and thirty seconds in. Mm-hmm. I actually have ten thirty four, but I just thought I'd round it down. Okay, and you're just, sending it in. See, see the change. Yeah, I sent it. Oh, I sent it a while ago, but oh, I, I will. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Okay. It's a panic um, ensues. Scott Ritter, Israel is losing its war, and the IDF is running scared. And I can also just resend if you want. Yeah, resend, please. Okay. Okay. And then what? I started at what? Ten thirty. Ten thirty four. What's that? Uh, ten thirty-four is where I have it lined up, but you could go back to ten thirty. Ten minutes thirty seconds. The whole okay. thing is interesting. I recommend the whole thing, but it is okay. a little long. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. For the rest of their lives, because their guts got ripped out. I mean, this is the reality of this fight, and the Israelis are scared to death. It's not being widely reported. Why? widely reported here in the West, but they are withdrawing from areas in Gaza because they can't, they, they can't hold it. The, the Hamas is just, 
taking them down. Um, they're they're not succeeding. They're scared. They got guys. They they had to relieve battalion commanders because the battalion commanders refused to advance, refused to fight. They had to fire them, kick them, kick two of them out of the military. The battalions themselves are saying, "We don't want to do this." The best battalions, like the Golani Brigade, are just getting a snot kicked out. They just lost a battalion commander right now. He's dead. Um, you know, a lot of officers are dying. Uh, heavy percentage of officers, because why? Because the enlisted men, these reservists, these fat, stupid, lazy reservists who don't know how to fight, don't have the motivation. So what happens is the officers have to come forward and lead them, lead them aggressively. And when the officers lead them aggressively, bam, they die in high numbers. And then you got to replace them with what? The Israelis are getting slaughtered. They're getting butchered. They're not winning. And so when Biden says you have until the end of the year to wrap this up, the Israelis are like, we can't do this. This is why in the war cabinet for Netanyahu, he can't he can't take anything to a vote. For instance, they just debated whether or not to have a ceasefire uh, to begin the process of you know hostage release again, because that's a big political uh, hot button in Israel right now. Um, Netanyahu is against it. He doesn't want to do it. If he put it for a vote, he would lose because the all the others are saying, "No, nah, man, we're getting our butt." The military is going, "Boss, we ain't winning this." We ain't going to win this. Um, we need to stop this because it's humiliating us. Uh, when the world becomes aware of that the IDF can't win this fight, the notion of our superiority and supremacy will be shattered forever. But Netanyahu doesn't. The thing about the hostages is interesting because it turned out, I think we've talked about this before, but we got in a lot of trouble, at least I did, because I was somebody who said, A, that what Hamas did on October 7th was a military raid, not an act of terrorism. It was a well-executed military raid. No, it was an act of terrorism, Scott. 1,200 innocent Israelis were slaughtered by Hamas. No. Um, fully a third of those were Don't soldiers. Don't tell Pierce Morgan that. <laughs> I'll tell Pierce Morgan head to his face. I'll, 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 I'll say it straight up. Uh, so close, I'll be spitting on him when I speak, if he wants. But, um, you know, the, the point is, a third of them were, were military, um, which means that Hamas kicked the living snot out of the Israeli military that morning. But the rest of them, they didn't. They weren't killed by Hamas. And the Israelis have finally admitted it. Um, and I'm not talking about admitting on the periphery uh, where you have a hostage, you know, being released saying, no, man, they, they fired in the building. They killed everybody. It was the Israelis who did that. Or Apache helicopters appeared and they just indiscriminately killed everything. The official Israeli government report is, yeah, we probably killed most of those people, uh, but we... I'd like to see that report. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, should I keep playing, or is that is that what you want to do? Yeah, could you maybe just do two more minutes? Yeah. ...to investigate because it would be too harmful to the the psychology of the Israeli nation at this time to know the truth. So we're, we're, we're shutting this thing down. We're not going to talk about it anymore. But I'm here to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, that all those party revelers, they weren't killed by Hamas. Some of them were, of course. Uh, I'm not pretending that Hamas didn't kill anybody. They did. Um, 
But the majority of them died in a crossfire between Hamas and the Israeli police, where the Israeli police fired indiscriminately into the mob. They panicked. They brought in the helicopters, and the helicopters flattened everything. Uh, Hamas, the fight, they just they didn't discriminate. And when the when the Israeli army finally pushed into the kibbutzes, and you had hundreds of Israelis in their houses. Uh, held hostage by Hamas fighters who, for the most part, were prepared to exchange the hostages for their freedom, the tanks fired into the buildings and killed everybody. The Israeli army killed 80-plus percent of the Israeli civilians who died on October 7th, and that's the God's honest truth, which, again, underscores um, the incompetence in the Israeli military and the political problem that uh, Netanyahu faces. You know, they were releasing hostages. Uh, you know, they had that six-day pause and hostages were being released, exchanged for prisoners, etc. And then they stopped. Since then, Israel has recovered the bodies of two hostages uh, who appeared to have been killed by the Israelis. They launched a, uh, a, a hostage rescue mission to get a third guy it failed. The hostage was killed by the Israelis uh, in this, where who lost uh, a couple of their uh, elite commandos in the process. Um, and so now the hostage families are going to Netanyahu saying, wait a minute, did you implement the Hannibal Doctrine against civilians? The Hannibal Doctrine, of course, being the notion that uh, Israel will kill a soldier before they allow that soldier to be taken prisoner by a terrorist organization, Hamas, Hezbollah, et cetera, Hannibal doctrine. Um, so, you know, it's, it's pretty tough. So here, here's, here, give you an example, real life stuff, guys. Hamas went in and they captured an Israeli intelligence facility. That was where the Israelis had their human intelligence uh, capability right there on the guy because they never thought Hamas was coming over. So they kept it nestled right up there. And so all the servers that have all the names and the contact information and the history of reporting of all the human intelligence assets inside Gaza and the case officers who run these guys are right there in that building. Hamas captured it. They took all the servers. That's why the next day, a whole bunch of Palestinian informers were dead because Hamas went, oh, you've been spying for Israel? Dead. Uh, The Israelis went blind, which is another reason why their military campaigns suffer, right? Because they don't have any intelligence. They lost everything. They lost the human intelligence. They lost the SIGINT because the 8200 unit was likewise attacked. Their servers taken. But these guys captured some of the case officers, the guys, the spy runners, and they're moving them into Gaza. And the Israelis are going, kill them all. And so they were sending their helicopters and everything in to stop this guy, literally slaughtering Israeli civilians uh, because it's indiscriminate. They said, kill everybody because we can't let Hamas get their hands on these people, the Hannibal Doctrine. Israel lost control of the Gaza uh, defense belt. And they lost control of custody of their own people. So the Israeli military was implementing the Hannibal Doctrine full broad spectrum on everybody. They killed everybody because they couldn't allow Hamas to take, to capture these people. You know, all those Israeli soldiers, the, the females right now, you have the Israelis saying they're holding on to female hostages. Dude, they're prisoners of war. 
they're women who worked in the combat intelligence corps that primarily come from a battalion called unit 414. Um, these are the wall watchers. These are the girls that sat there at the computers and watched uh, all the imagery. They had the remote control cannons that could fire. And uh, sadly, they weren't issued any weapons. So when Hamas broke through and came into their, uh, into their base, all these girls could do is run into a, um, a, a, a room and there was a video, it's a very sad video because you're watching this and these are girls in their, in their, their night clothes, uh, in their underwear, uh, and they're just sitting and they're scared to death because it's boom, boom, boom. And you, Hamas is coming closer. And what happened is Hamas came in, threw in grenades and killed about 80% of them. So all those beautiful young women who were there, they're dead, they're wounded. The survivors were captured, taken in. These girls know um, how Israel spied on Hamas. So Hamas is getting great intelligence from them. And so Israel said, you got to release them. And Hamas is going, they ain't getting released. They're soldiers. You know, they're, 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 these aren't, you know, this isn't mom, pawn, the little kid that we took uh, as, a, as a negotiating chip. These are soldiers, and you're going to pay a heavy price to get them back. And um, so you put all this together, and you see the total untenable position that Benjamin Netanyahu's in. And now we add to it that Biden has told Netanyahu, not only will you stop doing what you're doing by the end of the year, but you've got to go. And this is something that Biden has told him that. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's, that's, um, wow. That's a lot. And, and especially if, if they, if, if we're talking to people who still believe this whole war narrative that happened on October 7th, I wish they wouldn't have picked my anniversary, uh, for attack, but, um, you know, it's just, I don't, it was a it was a big day, but it certainly wasn't as advertised. Um, Ty, any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, this is he's right there. That's what they are. They're prisoners of war, um, much in the way that we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not my choice. Like, you're, you're, that that doctrine is going you know, is, to Israel's always been a problem for this reason. I think this is why, even though we're going to mention something horrible, I everyone hates hearing you. Um, at the end, at the end of the thing of Q, um, he said that Israel would be the last to fall. Israel's going to be the very last. That's the hideout. That's where all the money is. That's where all the supposedly hidden pedos are. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on there. There's all legend. So it's just that that's a very good. It's a fort. It's a, it's a it's a safe keeping ground. It's the last place. Um, and so there's going to be a the battle there is going to be. I mean, isn't that essentially why World War Three is happening? Because it's that's that's what it is. That's the center ground of all of it. And it's dragging in so other places that have nothing to do with it. it that makes you know no sense I mean? because otherwise this nothing makes sense. Why is he doing this? doesn't make sense. So what you're saying does make it make sense. But, I mean, because think about it. Think about it. Because, like, as you said, Israel can't support it on its own, so we're supporting them. <clears throat> and then if yeah, we're supporting them – then that means everyone, everyone that we're supporting is also supporting them. Does that make sense? So and the right. people that are against us are also not supporting them because China doesn't want to support Israel. Russia doesn't want to support Israel. Iran doesn't want – like none of these places want to do that. They're supporting the exact opposite regimes, and all those regimes yeah, are united they, against us. So that's what's causing that – it's causing a it's, – it's spiraling outward, and there's no way to stop it because nobody will back down. I mean nobody's going to back down. People are hoping that each one will call each other's bluff, but at a certain point when, when – you know, when – when policy and politics and rhetoric is no longer allowed because, you know, we're not allowed to talk about it or say certain things, well, when you prevent people from speaking, the next thing is violence. 
That's the only other solution. There can't be any other solution. You you've removed yeah. you removed dialectic because they won't because the United States won't listen to reason, obviously. And so the only thing they've left now is war. That's the only thing left. And the United States is very good at war. They're very good at it. But the problem is they're losing ground on that. They're losing ground. They can't they can't maintain war forever. And a lot of people aren't going to tolerate it. And, other, and because they've, they've turned most of the populations against them now, before this would have worked. This is the 50s or the 70s, maybe even the 80s. But this is the new age. We're four generations past that. And the new generations physically loathe the United States, so they're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything to help you. They're not going to join the military. They're not going to give you taxes. They're not going to go to work. They're not going to do any of that. They're just not going to. They're losing ground. They're losing ground quickly. And you know what happens when people lose ground? They get desperate. And then they start – their mass falls off, and they start showing their – and they'll get more and more and more reactionary. They're not going to get less reactionary. They're going to get more reactionary because they're losing. So just be prepared for that. Don't think they're going to stop anytime soon. It's going to get more and more hysterical, and at a certain point, people are going to be like, and we're done. And we're done because it has to end like, somewhere. This is, this, is, this is Vietnam on steroids, honey. This is terrible. So It's like with Ukraine. All these middle America people suddenly love Ukraine and have – you, they couldn't Ukraine even find Ukraine on a map before this. Oh, you know, right. they're still alone. They don't know anyone from Ukraine. I was like, name one person you know from Ukraine. They're like, <laughs> I know people from Ukraine. I yeah, work with them. They're great do, people. But... But, they're, but they're great people, but they're not like, you should go to war for us. They don't say that. They're like, this is ridiculous. I don't know, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know why you're sending us money. I don't know what's going on here. Like, this is, like, this is ridiculous. It's, it's, insane. it's an insane state, proposition. Right? So, it's, a proxy, it's a proxy state of... The U.S. military-industrial complex, or the fall, or the deep state, whatever you want to call it, just like Mm -hmm. here we say Israel. It's kind of like deja vu all over again. Scott Ritter called out the Ukraine also. He said from the start, this is not going to end well. Russia's going to win. They have more. They have an existential crisis. They actually care about this. This is yes. their. And they, and, they have a bigger, and they have a bigger stake to stay alive than we have to control them. That's that's exactly what it, that. And Ukraine is the biggest is the world's biggest producer of child porn on the internet. So I wonder why we need to protect it. Anyway. Yep. One of the biggest human yeah, trafficking hubs. Yeah. There's also reports of like baby farms. Massive, uh, organ massive, absolutely um, massive. So I wonder why we're. I wonder why we need money to keep that place going. I wonder why we would need that. I don't know why. Anybody have any ideas? <laughs> Can't guess why that would be. Of corruption uh, and money laundering and so, okay, money laundering, a, corruption, bribery, thievery, nepotism, the whole deal. It's fabulous. Oh, it's yeah. just fabulous. So, um, oh, I also so, okay. saw an interview with someone who broke away from the Ukraine army the ukraine military who was saying mm. that they were giving meth to all the soldiers keeping them all hopped up on meth so they'd be violent yep yeah well that's, a, that's an old russian thing they've, they've been doing that for they've been doing that since like 1900s they give them methamphetamines i mean that's how they were able to stay in that weather and also not eat because it gets rid of your hunger um you have bounds yeah. of energy um yeah yeah increases sexual drive does all that's exactly why they do that that's exactly why so it's always been a long held. So I mean, they're not against drugs. They're just against. <laughs> they're not against. They're just against people. Like they'll they'll prosecute you for it, but they also want you to have. Like, where do you think we're getting them from? Like like we're flying ourselves yeah. Nicaraguan co- cocaine. Like they're giving us that, <laughs> and then prosecuting us for the yeah. thing you gave us. That's what's funny. It doesn't make any sense. So it's fun if celebrities do it because then you can control them. It's all about control. It's just a control issue. They don't really care about any of these things. They just want control. So. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, like, they're going to lose. So I, I'm hopeful. 
Yeah, I am too. Because the Russians, the Russians aren't here to play. I mean, like United States is is, is attacking people because before they could attack people who couldn't do anything. You can attack Congo. Nobody's gonna do anything. You can attack Haiti. You know what I mean? But if you attack Russia and mm-hmm. China and Texas, you're in for a fucking world of pain, honey. These are places you've never attacked before for a good reason. So if you think you're just gonna do that and spew your spew your hidey toity nonsense with a dementia patient, this is not gonna end well for you. You would be very <laughs> cautious about your next words. Be very yeah, cautious. It's not like, so it's not like the Middle East when you're just gonna be going in there and they don't have a professional army and you can just dominate. Exactly. Them. Yeah, you're just bombing, you're, you're bombing stone houses. There. You're bombing the world's second largest military, who has nuclear weapons that could blow you off the fucking map, and and, and also going after the, the place that gives you the most oil reserves. Text like you're going after places that you're dependent on. Be very cautious. Be very very cautious. You're being arrogant and dependent simultaneously. This is not going to end well for you. It's just not. I would be very cautious if I was anyone on that side or anyone in that administration. You are treading very very dangerous water here. So. That's why yeah. that's why we're not on. That's why the American populace is not even backing them. They're like, we're not going to get involved in this. We're not going down with you. They think we're going to go down with them. Oh, absolutely not. We will let you drown in the yeah, water. You must so, be crazy. You must be out of your I'm fucking so mind. I'm so fascinated with how the liberal, Amer- like liberal young people are now backing Palestine, but they didn't see through the Ukraine Russia quote unquote Ukraine Russia conflict, which was really. U.S. military industrial complex trying to, quote, bleed Russia dry through, you know, fighting them. Well, that's a relatively new thing, though, compared to Palestine, though. Like, Palestine has always been, like, it's always been the one-sided thing, whereas this was, like, a manufactured Mm -hmm. crisis. They just kind of, like, shot at us from 2009, you know? So we're just kind of like, we don't really know. Our generations haven't really had to do anything with Russia. Like, the 50s people there, the boomers, all of them, we haven't. We have no idea what any of that is. So if they tell us, we just think it's true. We don't know. So we we have no memory of that. How, we weren't we were alive yeah. when that happened. So in the nineties we had Perestroika and we were supposed to be friends with Russia and it was this mm-hmm. new thing. It was so bright and sunny and friendly and then suddenly back in the Cold War. Mm-hmm. And nobody even questions it. I guess it's just yeah. like your history and what you know about and we don't know that much about world history and the Minsk Accords and you yeah, know, the I mean, and, and certain presidents were highlighted in better favors than others. Like Bush was not highlighted, was not was not favored well, obviously for good reason. But Clinton was, even though Clinton was more destructive than him in policy, mm, he was right. more destructive factually. But he was highlighted because he was liberal and he was the black president and he lo- he played the saxophone and you know like he was Clinton. <laughs> but he also signed NAFTA and got rid of your telecommunications. <laughs> he did all those things too. It's like Obama was your first black president, but he also signed indefinite detainment. So like they, they highlight certain things and then kind of omit the rest. So like that's what it is. It's a highlight issue. But now that we have, but that was before social media, and now social media is preventing them from lying and controlling the narrative. Because now we can just be like, but here's what that document says. They're like, but yeah. well, misinformation. What you mean? This court congressionalized notarized record right here. This one right here. Mm, not so much. <laughs> You're just choosing not to. Okay, there you go. It's very hard to lie when there's something that's notarized in congressional record that you just don't want to look at. Like it's there though. It says it right here. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm posted. It's there. Mm-hmm. So. That's also why people like me and Danielle and people get in trouble because we just cite – we're not citing our opinions. We're citing congressional records to your face that you don't like. <laughs> That's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's always mm-hmm. been the problem. And people just don't like it because it invalidates their little ideology. What did Mark Twain say? Ideologies are religions for idiots. 
So yeah. <laughs> I'm really loving the, the people who uh, out there, like the trolls out there, they're out in full force right now saying that contrails are, you know, they're contrails. And, and of course, they're supposed to turn into clouds. They've always turned into clouds, right? Like these people out there, chemtrails are just a stupid conspiracy theory. And it's like, what, like how, how could you even have that opinion with the amount of patents there? The fact that the state of New Hampshire is actually passing laws now to ban cloud seeding, radio frequency emissions, um, directed energy weapons, like these kinds of things that, that are you know, weather modification um, and, and uh, you know, penalize the, the programs who do, um, who don't stop immediately with the weather, weather modification, cloud seeding, all of that stuff. Um, And then and and the patents that are there that, you know, and the fact that there's people on the news saying how great it is and how um, there was also another one I I read that they're actually um, turning back on the cloud seeding machines uh, in California. It's like how like and and in San Diego, you guys both saw that reel I did. It's just blatant. They're just double lining the whole sky. And um, a lot of people got great pictures of it. Um, but, and there's, even with all of that, there's still people out there that are going, oh, well, you know, chemtrails are just a crazy conspiracy theory. What is, what is going on? What kind of glue are you sniffing? It's, it's embarrassing. They're sniffing the racial it is an absolute stone face tonight. What's funny, because you, I remember you, and, you, and you guys in that group chat, you were like, does anybody see that fog? I was like, oh, what fog? This fog? And I posted a patent of the fog machine and what it does and where it's going. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's patents. There's patents directly for the thing they say doesn't exist. Oh, really? You can patent something that doesn't exist? Are you sure? Are you mm-hmm. sure that's how patents work? I'd be careful. That's why, the, what did I say? December 19th of 2000, uh, 2019, there's a patent for COVID. There's a patent for it. They're like, but la, 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 okay. And then two years later, the FBI was like, you know what was had a patent for? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to tell you? Congressional records don't lie. You lie. Mainstream yeah. media lies. Your parents lie. Records don't. It's empirically data. <laughs> Do you understand? You can't fight it. You just have to accept. That's why we do. We don't like any of these things. They're just true anyway. That's the problem. That's the issue. People have a very hard time with that. They have a really hard time struggling with it because they have <laughs> ideologies, whereas they think we have ideologies and we don't. We're just following data. I don't care exactly. about the left or the right. I don't care about these factions and their little faction wars. I don't care. I'm following the data. That's why we're in the rabbit hole in the first place because we don't believe people. We believe you. Just like, oh, I saw that one. No, we need to physically relate these things to real-world things that are going on. And none of these things are either pleasant or comfortable or nice, but they are true. That's what it right. is. It's the, truth, the truth doesn't mean things you agree with or things you like. They're just true. That's just what they are. Yes, they are spraying you with chemicals. Yes, there's a patent for you to do that, and there's a plan and agenda to do so. They're like, well, why would they do that? And then we give them the agenda, and they're like, well, that just doesn't sound nice. Great. Is it supposed to sound nice, or is it supposed to be true? Which one did you want? <laughs> Pick one of those two statements you want. You know what I mean? Pick one. Because mm-hmm. true and nice, are not the, they're not synonyms. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how that works. So, Right. Right, but we're going to blame climate change, right? Like, that's, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to blame it all, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if it's, that's what we'll call anything healthy green. We'll just call it green, and therefore you don't have to ask questions or check into it or anything. It's green. Green. <laughs> green, 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 green. <laughs> Love that. Well, if, you, if you just eat more crickets, you probably get what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did, you hear that? did you hear that's not working? That little campaign they got to feed bugs, everyone was like, no. 
They're like, but what? No, no. I mean, it was a flat out no. There was no discussion. There was no studies. Everyone said, no, we're not doing that. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. We've already wow. had greens and kale. We know. Yeah, yeah. There was. There, how are you going to fight back? We already have vegetables. So you're going to pretend like we don't have vegetables anymore. Oh, those don't exist now. They do. So we're going to keep eating those. Thanks. Have a good day. Right. <laughs> have a but great no day, part. sweetie. Have a great day. You liberals themselves are like, we're not eating bugs. You already have us on a vegan diet. We're not eating bugs. No. That's not happening. That is absolutely yeah. not going to occur, honey. Absolutely not. So they push uh, veganism too hard. Like, yeah, they yeah, can't, exactly. they can't. See, see, it rebounds, doesn't it? When you go that <laughs> fucking hard, then you can't go backwards. That's what you get. That's exactly what the fuck happened. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. There you go. <laughs> that's what that yeah. shit is. So funny. Oh. Yeah. Well. Nobody will ever uh, believe them any again. Now they won't. They won't trust them. They can't. They can't trust them because they've endangered everybody. And they're and they're not doing anything about it. You have The Rock and Oprah coming on television to tell you to give thousands and millions of dollars to Ukraine. Okay, and you're doing what? Yeah. <laughs> you that, multi-millionaires are going to stand there and just hang out. How you're just going to chill? <laughs> right. Like, what are you doing? That's like, that's like calling the fire department. They go, did you pour water on it? Like, you're the fire department, bitch. You do it. What are you doing? Why are you telling us to do it? That doesn't make any sense. So ridiculous. So just yeah, have completely oblivious. Here's something kind of off topic that I thought of in relation to what I was telling you about that guy who broke off from the Ukraine military he was talking about the abuses. He was also saying that they're selling a lot of the weapons and that a lot of the weapons are just ending up in the Middle East. So oh, and Mexico. Here we and have Mexico. this perfect – oh, nice. So then we have mm-hmm. this perfect storm where if we keep pushing this Israel thing, and then the Middle East gets involved to support Palestine. Then they're going to have all those weapons that we have yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, and really, really, the House, the House Democrats shot down a bill that says that says that um, migrants can't or migrants can't get guns. So apparently, illegal immigrants can have guns, but we can't. Uh, what? Okay, there we go. Yep. Uh, yep. 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 Oh, okay, I'm going to play. I, I want to play just real quick. It's 18 seconds. Uh, this is my favorite. Uh, clip and pretty much sums up uh, the Ukrainian war from beginning to end. This is uh, CNN doing air raid, uh, showing air raid sirens uh, over Kiev. And a little bit of chicken pie. Cold beer on Friday night. A pair of jeans to fit just right. There it is. Just cut off the air raid sirens to do an Applebee's. I mean, come on. This, it's like, oh how can anybody God. take this take this serious? Like, this is, it's more, it's all about advertising. They, CNN was, uh, their ratings were dropping. Um, so they're, oh, you know, now, I mean, of course, there's always more than one reason for every conflict. There's probably about 47 reasons, if not more. But obviously, you know, this helps the advertisers, just like Trump helps. CNN, the news outlets to get people back on side, right? This is what this yeah, is about, is getting people in front of the television to get CNN's ratings up and the, advertise, the advertisers' ratings up or money up, right? That's, this is the game that they're playing. And I, I don't know. I, I just think it's comical that when anybody finds this stuff, takes this stuff seriously, um, you know, and the sooner people wake up to it, which it seems like the the, the love for um, Ukraine is still solid with the uh, left, which is 
kind of weird, but everybody else just sees right through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they love Ukraine so much, why don't they care that hundreds of thousands of them are dying and they're not going to even have a male population to okay. breathe? There will not be any population. That, that's seriously, like I was, I'm joking, but like that's basically what, what it what anybody on the other side would say is, okay, well, you're, you're racist, even though it doesn't make any sense. Like, that's just what they would do to, you can't really talk about that kind of stuff. You'll just get, yeah, they, they shut, down, shut down. Yeah. But yeah. calling out inconsistencies is a very, it's a very hard problem for people to have to face. It's sort of like, I have a lot of people on the GLBTQ side here that it's not because you know what it is, is that I support them because they, they have really good intentions, but their priorities seem a bit, skewed like i have a lot of people that are like we have this funding going for the palestinians and the protesters and all these things I'm like that's cool did you know there's 7.5 million people that are homeless right now um <laughs> 2.4 of which are uh gay youths that are at risk for domestic violence and drug abuse did you want to did you want to try to help us out a bit or now you're going to help people you don't know in a country that you've never been to with money that you don't even know is going to get there but there's somebody standing outside of your house right now Right now, who's homeless? You're not going to yeah. do anything for it. <laughs> not a not a thing. Right. You're actually going to judge that person for that. being on drugs. So I don't know. I think karmically that might come bite you in the ass if you're not paying attention. So I'm just trying to get people to kind of focus a little bit more, just a little. I mean, because I, remember, the, the, the mm-hmm. intentions are there. It's just the priorities are yeah. a bit, oh, you know, you might want to take a, an, an inward home. look. Charity starts yeah. at home. One other yep. thing I was going to say, part of the brainwashing is that they're underreporting the amount of deaths. The people yep. don't realize that there's over 400,000 killed on the Ukrainian side, and everybody who can is getting out. Nobody wants to be on the front lines in a meat grinder, have a expected life, expect, a life expectancy of a few days. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah. The Nobody wants to be a war. Nobody wants war. Nobody does. Not a single person does. Not well, a single person does. It's bankers. It's the only bankers it. that want to fight. Nobody else. And they're not they're going not to fight. Armed. They're going to enlist us to do it. Yeah. They're not armed or trained properly anymore. Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the dregs. This is the people that don't want to fight. Right. Oh, and, you they're know, I was kind of thinking about that. You well, know, actually, if, well if, actually if, they have no other option because they don't have any other resources. So if they're promised yeah. resources they might eventually get for fighting, then they'll do that. I mean, desperate right. times call for desperate measures, you know. A lot of so. them are are mercenaries, too. They're outside people coming in who just want to fight because they get paid for it. Yeah. They're like professional exactly. mercenaries. Profession. That, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's that people act like the black market disappears because they ban something. No, you just get, you just flooded the black market with it, which raises its value. The black market is legal, by the way. So you're not getting rid of anything. You're not getting rid of children or guns or poison. or It's all there. It's all still there right now. Will be till the end of time. So you're going to have to this banning, this using law to ban people from doing things or controlling them through law is not going to happen. It's just not going to. It's, it's absolutely absurd to even propose it. So right, right. I don't there's know why people are trying to do it. There's not really so. a professional army in the Ukraine. Most of them are foreign foreign people who want to fight. Oh, yeah. think that's right. fun. Which will, which will be provided by the U.K. because the U.K. is against yeah. us now. So the U.K. has well, joined the other side that, against um, us. So. One other thing that Scott Ritter said that, like, I mean, if, if people didn't understand what he was saying, they, they you know, probably would think it was rude, but calling the uh, the Israeli army fat and lazy. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I think that what, what he was getting at is that you don't, it doesn't matter. There are no um, standards for the Israeli army. As a matter of fact, everybody at 18 has to do their national service. They're just, you know, every single 
you know, I'm sure there's some kind of um, exceptions, but most of the population of Israel is just drafted into their army for years and years. So, and they hardly ever see conflict. So it is very possible Mm -hmm. that, you know, um, that, that they are as reported um, very under um, prepared to fight any kind of um, skirmish. Um, so we just hit our 60-second mark. Um, thank you guys so, so, so much for being here. It was a great show. Um, I'm so glad yeah. that everybody came because I don't think I could have done it on my own. I'm getting better every day, but I still do have COVID. So, mm-hmm. um, so thank you guys. Um, share this if you can. It's also available um, the next day, so tomorrow on iHeartRadio um, under the Freedomizer um, station. Um, I love you all so much, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Cool. Bye, guys. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.